Puss. I forget that you're a rapper. Oh, that, that's me doing. That's Marky Mark. That was Mark Wahlberg's oh, uh, good I vibrations. Just, I just heard white rapping, and I was like, oh, clearly oh, the, he made this. Oh, the whitest. <laughs> the whitest. Yeah. I, I, when people people say like white rap, they say like Eminem or Vanilla Ice. Like, no, the Funky Bunch, Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch, that's as white as it fucking gets. That is truly as white as it fucking gets. <laughs> when I uh, when I do um, my little tour guide job, yes. I'll be driving past Wahlburgers and I'll oh, be like, yeah. and that is a burger chain owned by the Lesser Wahlburgs. <laughs> <laughs> the Lesser, there's greater and lesser Wahlburgs. In this world, of exactly. <laughs> is it is it is it Donnie? Is it Donnie? Is he the one? I think so. I don't know much about the Wahlburgs. I know that one of them's on Blue Bloods, which is, by the way, the favorite television show of my previous uh, lesbian roommate. Mm, we used Blue to watch Bloods. all the time. And is this she a would, cop show of sorts? Yeah, I have not would, uh, enjoyed it or watched it. it. Well, you wouldn't enjoy it if you <laughs> did watch it. It's, it's that's bad. Why, that's it's, why it's, I didn't want to confuse anybody. <laughs> it's, it's arguably awful. I don't know. How do you want to introduce yourself, hot banter? Um, <laughs> I mean, you did a pretty good job at your show with the... the <laughs> We could talk about that. I was very, that was very funny because I was just like, I want to give him the best intro. It was so sweet. And then I just lost like one thing. No, you, you the name Tom were of going your. On it, like specifically about how much fun you had on the episode of the podcast. Of the podcast we forgot to mention. And then, and then I went up and I was like, oh wait, they didn't say the title. We did not. We did not. We like, had so much fun though. I usually, uh, I usually will go on and people will you know they ask me for my credits and I, yeah. go, I don't know i got this podcast people can find it and it's not a con it's not a it's bleak in review if we're recording uh it's a bleak. podcast on the unpops network right here on the unpops oh on the unpop there were several people at unrepresentables who were mm -hmm. unpops fans that was very cool to shout see. out uh one of them yeah come i see, see one us, of them guys. The, uh, yeah come watch things come watch things <laughs> but people hosts will usually like you know either botch the name of it or like just be like he's got a podcast called bleak in review uh welcome and then like everyone looks at me like yeah, we don't know what you're talking about. And what does that I, mean? So my joke is always just Google white guy with podcast and it's on page 50,798. <laughs> ah! And then like, so, but like I was going to do that bit regardless. And yeah. then I was like, wait, this adds another layer of it because I didn't even say the, the name of the show. Sorry. No, you it's, just it's got really I mean, if you couldn't nothing. If you couldn't tell, it's like we need like one more person for the that chip to like really run efficiently. Yeah, I think I think email. Yes, we need like one more person. And so I kind of think I actually I, we figured it out. There's a young comic who's probably going to help us out with the, the whole production. Oh, that was there in the front row. Yeah, oh, that's very sweet. He was a nice yeah. boy. It's Josh Shakespeare. Shout out. Is that his real last name? Yeah, Whoa. Name. Shout out. That's Shout great. Out. What a good, what a get. Yeah, I know. I know. That's Josh amazing. When he's famous, he can remember us that and like sounds pull like a, us all along. That sounds like a millennial thespian that we'd have on our show as a character. <laughs> I'm Josh Shakespeare. Hi, I'm Josh Shakespeare. My, my name's Byram Hamlet. <laughs> <laughs> my name's Sarah Chaucer. Uh, <laughs> Sarah Chaucer sounds like an NPR host. <laughs> Hi. Hello. Welcome to All Things Considered. My name is Sarah Chaucer. <laughs> Welcome to uh, The Slings and Arrows. Uh, <laughs> I'm your host, Sarah Chaucer, and today we're going to be talking about uncles. What do they know? <laughs> <laughs> Slings and arrows. <laughs> is it evident that I only know Hamlet and I don't know any other Shakespeare references? I think that's the only... Because I, uh, when I was in uh, college English, we we dissected Hamlet. It's a good It's a good one. It is a good one. So it's that's a that's one. a good intro. I'm like I'm like the uh, what is it the uh, the titular rogue prince uh, <laughs> Hamlet. That's my intro now. <laughs> you still have not said your name, Kevin Anderson. Kevin Anderson. 
You asked to be on this podcast. I did. I'm excited to be here. Yeah. Sans Alex, I need to talk to him about it. He went out of town and I just forgot, I just haven't scheduled him. That's okay. That happens. I'm the worst I've, we've done, co-host uh, in the world. My, my co-host, Matt Brousseau, and I, uh, we've sometimes recorded uh, parts of episodes on different sides of the country and smashed them together what? in the editing room. And it makes for a holy... Uh, confusing experience i was just gonna say that is by the way a level of commitment to podcasting i don't quite have i'm like hey yo you ain't around we're moving forward and i am not editing your ass in i am lazy i am lazy i do three things to edit this podcast if you can't tell i did yeah. and i do them very quickly usually at like two in the morning like oh fuck i like, forgot oh, yeah. to put the podcast it's up. supposed to be up now <laughs> Shit. Oh, we def- we've definitely run into that thing too it's hard it's gorilla it's gorilla podcast it's gorilla content making <laughs> Content, oh, gorilla is, content. I love this. Oh, I this love is talking very, content. We are very inside baseball right now. <laughs> I love oh. talking streamable, shareable content. Oh, usually I uh, usually I do the. Um, I've been trying to do the Instagram live. Oh really? Yeah, follow us on Instagram and uh, we'll do the Instagram live. Was uh, it at twelve Q Pod? At Q twelve Q Pod. Oh, we're already promoting. What are we? Yeah, we're at plugs, right? We're at plugs. I just I just we just sign off, no questions, <laughs> we watch the expanse. <laughs> would people would people care that much? Probably like they'd be like, Hey, you know what? That was like a good ten minutes. Yeah, it was a, it was solid. Te- it would be the opposite. One of these days, I'm going to do a speed round episode where I answer, <sighs> I ask somebody, I see like how short we could do the. Because you, you run through, I've listened to the show. I'm a big fan. Oh, uh, oh. And you, you run through all 12. But we sometimes were- you have to break it up into two episodes because <laughs> it, it gets can go crazy. Deep. You want to try to do the reverse of that and you want to be like, Boom, boom, boom. All right. Uh, now uh, let's talk about TV we like. <laughs> <laughs> Just like 12 random questions. My dream 12 is. 12 random questions. My, my, my dream is to have Samir Suri on as like a, a sidebar episode where I make him talk about like the 12 greatest alcoholics in Hollywood history. Oh, that's great. Well, and you know he could do about. that at a heartbeat. Uh, I know not be a problem he's, he's texting me right now <laughs> <laughs> he's usually texting me like Hollywood gossip about stars that have been dead for 20 years uh, it's great <laughs> speaking of speaking of really inside baseball yeah uh, every time because you know I, we have an email for our open mic for people to sign up and stuff oh yeah uh, every time Samir emails he sends uh, a long long thing for his sign up email where he goes ciao darlings and he gives me the gossip <gasps> in like multiple paragraph form oh my he goes God. I can't and then he'll always tie it in at the very end anyway so I don't absolutely kill myself. I'd love a spot at Killer Mike tomorrow. <laughs> it's very fun. How do you say fun. no to that? I mean, he gets a spot. <laughs> it's a rigged mic. Deal with it. Oh, no. Oh, semi, my gosh. Semi-rigged. So, semi, I mean, what mic isn't? Um, <laughs> so you're here. You asked me on this pod uh, as both a fan yeah. and also a hard partying man. Well, yes and no. Uh, a man who's partied hard and a man who still does some things but has had addictions that he has yeah. moved past. It, it's good. Uh, what I do like is that you distinguish yourself because sometimes and I, there are some people I love in the world that are just like, I'm a clean ex-recovery person as they smoke a bowl and like drink a beer. <laughs> Yeah, I would oh, never. So you just don't do heroin in your eyeball no more. Okay, yeah, I get it. I, I they, you have to compartmentalize. You can't be like, yeah. oh no, I, I get your life, Anna, as a person in recovery, uh, because I don't do dabs anymore. <laughs> like whatever it is. <laughs> like I'm only halfway. Like I, I have addiction runs in my family, okay. and people in my family have 
succumb to addictions, but like, well, you I've, are from Sacramento. What else is there to do? I was wondering when that was gonna. Hey, <laughs> hey I'm wrong. from Amador County. Yeah, actually, I, I kind of got one up on you. <laughs> I'm from Fair Oaks. If that rings a bell. Oh shit! Yeah. That Fair Oaks. There's a mall there. There was. And there's also a Costco. We used to go there once a month. Oh, there still is a mall there. I think it's just a ghost town now, the Sunrise Mall. Yes, yeah. Sunrise Mall. That was like a once a year thing where yeah. I got to get new jeans. Ooh. Yeah. You got ge- new jeans once a year? Yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> I guess that's fair. They're pretty I, durable. I grew up in the fucking country. You think you need extra jeans? You just need the jeans that you have gr- not grown out of. Yeah, have they disintegrated yet from labor? <laughs> yeah, I think disintegrated yet from falling out of a tree fort that you constructed. Are you familiar with Orangevale, by the way? I mean, fuck yeah, I'm yeah, familiar okay, with Orangevale. I was very close to Orangevale. Wow. Uh, I went to... Uh, uh, I went to high school in Fair Oaks, but I actually went to elementary and middle school in Orangevale. So I had a lot of friends from oh, both towns. Okay. And that was kind of the uh, cow town yeah. meth capital of Sacramento outliers was Orangevale. And apparently voted one of the most racist places in California a long yeah. time ago. I mean, I try to explain it to people. I have a bit where I talk about growing up in Ione. I talk about like sometimes people are legitimately shocked mm. about when people move from another city, I like to tell them that outside of Los Angeles and San Francisco, like once you get off the coast, yeah, California gets pretty racist. Pretty much everything and, between LA and uh, San Francisco. <laughs> yeah, and mighty, mighty bigoted. So oh, you yeah. have to, and I'm not saying like, listen, shout out to all my friends out in Fresno, Bakersfield. You know I love you, Central Valley. You know I have much, listen, much it, love If you're for hearing you. this and you know this isn't about you, then you already know that. Yeah, you know? then you know, but you also know that your neighbor's a cocksucker, so don't <laughs> pretend... Don't pretend like we're not well, like we're not fighting the good fight like no, we're in the south up in here. Absolutely, yeah. So it's, it's just it's just gonna it gets a you get that liberal coastal elite bubble thing thrown at you so much, and then you're like, no, but I mean like. You go, you go like forty five minutes north of L A. and there's like Trump, oh, yeah. there's Trump everything. There's mm-hmm. people heckling uh, women of color on stage. Yes, that <laughs> happens. Oh my god, were you there for that? Oh no, I was just in. I was Bay- talking about Vanessa. Oh, that's so funny. I was just in Fresno, and a man st- uh, sat in the front row of a show with two beautiful Latina women Ooh. at the table, and so he can't be racist. Proceeded to <laughs> completely talk. Uh, like openly like mm. he was just at a restaurant just proceeded to talk in the front row of this comedy show the entire time and yeah. so here's how it went I'm gonna release a video of it because I do have video oh, of it oh that's great yeah. is this at De Chico's by the way uh, or is it the other no, one no it's oh, a okay. new one it's a oh, new one okay. what's it called it's like a Chidico's. It's sort of like what if Barmageddon were not underground and into Larry, but it's in Fresno. It's like a I new like venue. That. It's dope. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Inside yeah. as fuck. But. Exactly. <laughs> Doesn't smell like cow. Um, okay, yeah, it's right. pretty dope. So there's. Um, but this guy, uh, he kept talking, and so I like shut him down. And then like he just didn't understand. So like ten minutes later, he started back up again. He was like the herpes outbreak of the audience. <laughs> like he just fish memory. Yeah, he was just like showing back up like every two weeks. He had a couple uh, flare ups during he, your set. He was flaring up, and by the fourth flare up, I was just like, you know what, man? So I crawled off the stage and I crawled onto his I table. Crawled. Yes, I crawled off the stage. I crawled onto his table and I stood almost like where these snacks are to you that's where i stood to him for the listener to do the it's show. about seven and a half eight inches maybe <laughs> if i had a dick it would have been on his forehead like <laughs> i would have been teabagging him i was tea i was i was teabagging him with comedy that's what was happening <laughs> did that, it was did very that fun eventually moment. get him down or did he finally stop or did he continue he was che- he, well in that situation he was now trapped because if he got up then he's the guy who gets up. Yeah. And he was a little afraid I was going to fall because yes, the table was wobbly. Oh no. So some of this, then the set became about like, 
I was it was about the comedy, but it was also about the this woman is balancing precariously on a wobbly bar table. You're like one of those people spinning plates and juggling at the same time or whatever. Like yeah. you, were, you were doing a lot of me- you were exploring a lot of mediums. Then I was having fun. It <laughs> that was sounds a good fun. Time. It was a good core workout, like standing on a bolsa ball doing uh, <laughs> doing stand up. More more comedy needs to have balance involved in it. I think. You know what? Mm. I think all comedy does need to have balance involved. Because have you ever noticed when you're bombing, you're on your heels? I probably I don't think I have but I think that's all I'm able to think about now <laughs> it's a karate thing I think a lot about what my feet and my balance is and is it like, like a fight or flight thing mm-hmm. mm. yeah so if I know that like something's if I'm really in my body like I'm on the balls of my feet and I'm moving a lot uh, and I'm very balanced but if I start to I start to back up or I start to touch the stool with my fingers then I, I'm doing little cues that are yeah I touch the mic stand going. a lot when I'm in the that's my cue is I start uh, I, I rock the mic stand back and forth <laughs> please be a better crowd <laughs> like i'm churning butter for a better crowd <laughs> please please we need to make to end by de- by end of day please work either my jokes or this crowd needs to get better and i don't have time why don't you like my dead dad jokes first on the lineup i don't get it <laughs> hashtag dead dad club yes. what's up uh, uh happy mother's day and father's day coming yeah, up of course um, uh june of course is father's day father's day the whole month mother's it just happened yeah we're we're mid parents uh holidays right now yeah mid uh mid dead parents but yeah so uh I'm, I'm just gonna ask you because you've had a lot of life change we were just talking about this before the, the yeah. pod started uh i remember i was i was not feeling well as i want to do these last few months i went to a 12-step <laughs> meeting where a woman is going to school to be a nutritionist i walked up to her yesterday and i was like I don't know how to take care of my body anymore. Oh, no. I used to just eat protein powder and like five almonds and then run every time I had a feeling. <laughs> Not allowed to do that anymore. Please help me. My pants hurt when I put them on. <laughs> By the way, I'm picturing you eating just scoops of protein powder in that. Like snorting it to try to get like some semblance of a buzz. <laughs> See, here's what I do. I put it in. I put the oatmeal in and mm. then I put the protein powder then i put my liquid in and i stir it up and then i put it in the microwave for a minute have you played around with that uh protein powder that's also coffee because that shit's pretty cool no i haven't if i could remember what i have at my house i'll text it to you later. thank you uh, it's yeah it's good it's both but uh <laughs> you're i just saying uh, you when were it feeling could, bad your pants and all that my pants and uh, I, I was i was laying down one night and uh Stu came back from killer mike and he said i don't want to gossip <laughs> And I said, okay. And he said, but Kevin was very drunk. And I was like, okay. And he said, apparently he's going through something. And I was like, are you trying to ask me something? He was apparently. Did you know at this time? I had no idea. He was like, I think him and Vanessa might have broken up. (laughs) And I was like. Stuart's so sweet. He was so sweet. He was like legitimately concerned. I was like, oh. And then the press release, of course. In comedy, when you have a breakup, you have to have a it Facebook was, I hated press it. release. I hated it. I mean, I didn't hate it. It was a good thing to do, but I hate that we had to, you know, because yeah. we had so many mutual friends in our same industry that it was like, it was probably, it was a, definitely a smart thing to do, mm-hmm. but it was also one of those things where like, I know that people are going to be like, you know, asking me about this. Like people, like some people, when you go through shit like that, like, you know, with a death or with a breakup yeah. or whatever, there's people that you want to be around that will help you and then there's people that keep feeling like they're obligated to like be there for you you know they're like 
Hey, man, I know that we only see each other at this open mic once a week, and you host, and I go up, and like we don't really talk outside of that. But like, I'm here for you. I'm like, I don't think you are, and you don't have to say that. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> I think what it is is especially with men, there's an empathy of like. Every man can understand a breakup. Yeah. They always can't understand uh, yeah, other emotional stuff, but like every guy. So they're like, I think that's their attempt to try to be close to you probably. Is yeah, like, I think it? so. They're like, hey, I've been through it before. And it's like, cool. Like, I believe that about you. It's like, yeah. you're not going to help. But <laughs> yeah. Do you think that happens with uh, with uh, uh, women and their girlfriends too? Do they have like the same like, oh, fuck him? <laughs> sometimes. You know, that always back from my experience when somebody's like, I'm thinking of breaking up with my boyfriend. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, oh, here's the chance. I'm going to tell her what I really think of him. Mm-hmm. And then I say something like, well, I think you could do better. You're yeah. the boss ass bitch. And then they get back together two weeks later. And no one talks to me again because now I'm the cunt with an opinion. <laughs> so that was another reason for the uh, the distribution of both sides of the breakup and the mutual understanding that nobody should be doing that to yes! you. Yes. That yeah. was the main reason we did it, I think, is so people would be like, you know, I never fucking liked her. Anyway. Ah! Like, oh, great. Cool. Cool, cool, cool guy. Uh, number twelve on the list. Yeah, Great. cool guy alert. Uh, <laughs> so glad you don't Put know. Me on your show, dude. <laughs> you don't have the emotional maturity to handle the fact that sometimes two people yeah. can not be in a relationship anymore, and mm-hmm. it's fine. Yeah, we avoided most of that, which was good. Yeah, but I was very drunk that night. That's true. Did you get hit on by a bunch of ladies right away? Not. No, I don't. Was think your like so. dick in season? I don't think I was even cognizant of anything happening around me because that happened. That was the day. <laughs> The day it happened, uh, I had to do my podcast and I canceled it. We rescheduled it for that week. I was like, I'm not going to go do that right now. And then the next day was Killer Mike. Because this is not, you could do a 12 questions after a breakup. In fact, it might be good. Yeah, but, but a bleak you review did, is silly as fuck. If you did a silly riff riff fest. Do you imagine if you were on as the king of Hollywood, your character, right after my breakup and you're like, hey, everybody. That would be Hi. so good. Hi, everybody. Oh, Kevin, are you sad? I feel very weird going through this right now. I'm going to ask you to put those tears into a cup. I only can bathe in tears. Um, we actually, the guest we had scheduled for that episode was somebody who also went through a hardcore breakup, oh like right God. around then. I don't know if I, maybe we could bleep it later. She doesn't care. Rachel Friedland, who I believe yes. has been on this show, right? Yes, yes. Uh, yeah, and uh, so she, we got to, we just, you know, that was like half of the show was talking about that stuff. And then, you know, Joe came on and talked about Disney World. <laughs> so Adorable. So, yeah, it was very cute. But uh, yeah, so like, and then I, I just had people guest hosting Killer Mike. I was like, I don't want to host a mic right now. Like I was pretty much <laughs> hiding behind the back end of the bar unless I had to go have a cigarette had to uh, getting yeah. back to the 12 questions part of everything <laughs> I have to well yeah. that's very I was like... just drinking and like I had uh, some friends host for me and I was just like uh, I don't want to go home because I was still living with her at the time I was yeah. like I guess I'm just gonna be here but not host yeah that happens yeah it worked I, out great I went to I had a nasty breakup like an in-program breakup and I went to I had to go to work at the rehab I worked at a Oof. graveyard shift that Oof. night Oof. Yeah, we broke up at like 7 p.m. I show up and I'm just like. <laughs> yeah, get it like 11 or something or 10. Is we have to yeah, go I'm to just work. like, oh. oh my God. And, <laughs> and you're my, supposed to be counseling people or helping other people. Well, at this point, I'm just making sure they don't like get up and fuck each other. Oh, okay. Or so like they, cut themselves. So like. Nobody have fuck. I was just exactly. That was pretty much. That was when I worked in treatment. That was, by the way, my like, please just don't make me anything. Yeah. Don't make me do anything that like fills out an incident report. Don't run. Don't <laughs> fuck. 
don't vomit. Just please. Please just no be, vomiting. Be regular. I yeah. once had a bulimic girl just throw up on my shoes because she was mad at me. Hot. Wait, <laughs> she could throw up on command? Uh-huh. Did she, what, she did the fingers down the throat or something like that? Nope. Or she? Whoa, what yep. a superpower. I know. I was like, what are you, an X-Men? Get out of here. That's like that guy from Deadpool 2 who, uh, yeah. Yeah, he, who gets killed pretty quickly. Spoiler alert, it's on HBO. You're fine, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Haven't they? Isn't it's there a second one? Minute, yeah. Oh, I, uh, so so yeah, I get there and my coworker, I think his name is Billy. I think his name is Billy. Brian, Billy, somebody like that. Billy Baldwin. Billy Baldwin. Uh, <laughs> he he looked at me and he was from Oklahoma. I remember this. He had a real great Oklahoma accent and he just said, I know you're sad right now. This is just going to come out like Sean White. Uh, like, uh, hey, 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 I know you're sad right now, but I'm excited for you because girl, you about to go on a fuck rampage. <laughs> <laughs> and that was the funny. Wow. That was the funniest thing I had ever heard because he wasn't trying to fuck me. Mm. He was just letting me know that I was about to fuck everybody. Yeah. And it was, it was, did, did you do that? I did not. I got yeah. into another long-term relationship immediately because why would anybody address the underlying ah. issue? <laughs> just keep it pushing. Keep pushing it. How long ago was this again? God, we broke up in like, Oh, 708 0708 so obama was just about to become president obama uh, you're, okay we if broke you're listening up, at home yes we broke up in 07 uh, by 08 i had a new boyfriend uh the stock market crashed mm-hmm. uh by 09 that new boyfriend had a stroke while we were having sex and then, and then i was locked into that relationship for like two more years because when someone almost dies oh my god is it hard to get out of a relationship yeah that is like so fucked up it's fucked up i was just thinking i was really just processing all of that like was the relationship did you feel like it was like emotionally over but you were like it should have never emotionally been it was was a a toxic situation and then then the stroke and you're like uh well i guess i gotta do my time yeah he wasn't you but um, i mean there were some really great things i i got you get something from every relationship that you're in i'm sure you've experienced oh yeah absolutely you you get something from everything uh we definitely when uh, vanessa and i uh, first got together we were both very uh in very different bad situations hers uh having to do with uh her past relationship that she had just separated from with mm-hmm. her terrible ex-husband and me with just a uh, uh, clinical terrifying depression and uh, anxiety and all this stuff. But cool. like, uh, and yeah, and just an inability to relate to people. And then like, I don't know, like we, we were together three and a half years and it was a great relationship and you know, we still talk and we're still friends yeah. and everything. And it's just like, it naturally came to that conclusion. Um, but we also were, and this kind of comes back into the 12 questions part of it, we were both very uh, invested in a lot of drug use when we first met. Well, I'll say I was. Yeah. I won't speak on behalf of anybody else. I was. I, I think she's been open about it. I think so, too, yeah. but I don't want to be like the guy that's Aww, like, you're Neh. so respectful. See, by the way, guys, if you, this is a clinic and how to break up, be a person. Mm-hmm. Just don't be a yeah, dick. Yeah, just be, a, just be like a person and like, like cut it out. <laughs> yeah, and don't make your friends change sides. That's Ugh. the fuck. I went through something like that recently where I was like one of the... Fr- I was like, come on. Like, I'm an adult lady. Don't make me choose no sides. Yeah, it's like, I <laughs> like the, I like my ex more than I like you and you're trying to choose my side right now. That's right? weird as fuck. Nah, that's <laughs> that happened a bit with this breakup. Not that I hated these people, mm-hmm. but I'm like, you don't have to like... Like, she's... I still think she's cooler and better at comedy than you. Like, you don't have to like... <laughs> I don't know what you're trying to get out of this. Like, she's doing better. You should pick her side if you're going to do this. Like, she's got to get you places, not me. 
She's on TV. Ah, she's doing great. She's writing for Netflix shows. I've got a podcast <laughs> that some and, hosts forget the name of. And a seven-hour-long open mic. Seven-hour-long open mic, a monthly show that, uh, you and know, the, the, we the had. The monthly a, show is doing great. Skip Town Playhouse. Skip Town Playhouse. It's called Townies. Townies. First Saturday of every month, except July, because of uh, reasons. But uh, every other time, it'll the be first fourth, Saturday. The 4th, right? Uh, no, we're not July. We're not doing the first Saturday. We're doing the second Sunday just because of scheduling. Oh, it's fine. It uh, happens. But yeah, but like usually the first Saturday of the month. But uh, we're not probably having some one woman show there. It's some theater shit. Some <laughs> theater is. shit. I can't speak to much more than that. <laughs> <laughs> so I hope that that sad couch on the stage gets use. Oh, is it still there? I think so. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Uh, people have taken seats on it. Uh, Don't Derek do Lemos that. sat down on it once and was just like, man, I... Shit, blood this morning is <laughs> set. I was like, whoa. It was a big moment. That's it. Um, but yeah, so that was kind of where I was at. And then like we kind of helped each other get better. We both helped each other get off certain things certain and things. Uh, stuff like that. So that that's there's no ill will there. But it is still a fucked up thing. And uh, yeah. It's a time to relapse, some would say, but I... Uh, a time to relapse? There's a time for relapse. How old are you? 28. Uh, 29 next month. Uh, you getting too old for cocaine, baby. Oh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> That's, you think 28's the wheelhouse? It is not. No, no. I don't think, I don't think there's a... That's, that's weird, because I do know people that are... Or I've at least run into people that are like in their 40s and shit. They're like, oh, yeah, I do coke. And I'm like... How <laughs> I I you know what's very interesting is I had when I first started doing stand up I hadn't been around people on coke in a really long time and right. so when I first experienced people on coke again Oof. I sort of I just they were just you know they're sweaty they look tan <laughs> they and glistening at night uh, oh, it's so gross yeah yeah it's sort of like they look like those Twilight vampires but just like <laughs> old dads just divorced dad energy. <laughs> And even the women, divorced dad energy. Oh, 100%. Yeah. yeah. Leathery skin. Leathery skin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so when I was first around that again, I was like, what is this? And yeah. I just instinctually just sort of stay away. I'm like, Ugh. that's good. because I think we probably mm. met. Uh, I think me and you met at Karma Lounge once when you were with Keith. Uh, yeah. And I was like, well, I think you first started coming around, like maybe Keith and you, because of the comedy story, he was like showing you other spots or something. Like you just well, kind of got out. I don't know how we it was, lived, but I was definitely We lived coke four then. miles from each other in Long Beach. Oh, and right, right. so we would do mic runs together okay. because he was prepping for an album and I was funny enough to where if he was like, hey, can you put me in my ride up? quickly i wouldn't bring shame to the house of long beach there you go so <laughs> that, that was lbc house the lbc comedy. house uh and so we, we just started palling around became really fast friends but i remember meeting you at karma lounge uh and i was absolutely on coke when i met you i think i, think, I absolutely think i was because there was a period of my comedy career maybe like a I think I was the only year. person, me and Keith were the only people at Carmel Lounge not on Coke. Probably. Because I was there with Carmel my Coke buddy, who was yeah. also a comic, who also has quit. His was a lot harder to kick. He mm. was in it longer than me. But we were we were in a, a, a phase of doing it at least every weekend, like if not yeah. more. Uh, and that's it was usually expensive. like, oh, that's the other thing. I have no idea how I my finances were okay because I had a job that pays way less than the job I have now. And I was still like drinking and doing other things, but I was also buying Coke. I'm like, how did I have any money for rent? Like I can't fathom it. No food. Ooh, well, Coke definitely lends itself to that. Yeah, no food. <laughs> not I, a lot of food, at least. Yeah, yeah, the grocery budget is really pretty, pretty minuscule. Not a priority. When like you're one on drugs. P.F. Chang's dinner for two frozen bag, and then uh, <laughs> that's for like a weekend's a week. worth of meals. I was just gonna say. 
<laughs> and the rest of it's just Coke calories. Yeah, this isn't enough MSG to keep me alive for a month. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, that was oof, that was weird. And uh, yeah, we would do it uh, and we would do it a lot. Like we'd be like, hey, we should get a bag and go to an open mic. And now I look back on it. I'm like, oh, could I, I can't imagine a bigger hell than being a around people on coke at an open mic which i still have to do sometimes at my mic yeah <laughs> they're there, they're there. They... and there's a lot of people at that bar that aren't comics that also have cocaine and yeah uh or just being on like being on in public because it's just so it's too much it's so exhausting to think about now i don't even i don't even go to a mic now if i'm on my period <laughs> shark week is dead week i can't i can't do it That's i will fair. i will fight somebody you don't need to go to mics anyway it's not like it's necessary at this point you know i, I mean it's like good it. to go, yeah, but you yeah. don't need to go if you're feeling like shit, you know? Yeah, I like to hone my craft, but at the same time, I will. I think I realized at Killer Mike one night, mid-set, I was like, if I <laughs> do open mics on my period, it makes me want to punch everybody in the face totally. with my face. It makes me want to headbutt the room. Yeah. And that's not nice. No, no, no. But There's, No uh, one's funny when they're just like... <gasps> Yeah. Fucking listen to me. I left the house and my pants hurt. I have cramps <laughs> so bad I can feel them in my teeth. <laughs> Do you ever have that? Uh, you ever have it? Or like either that or the one I could relate to is like uh, <laughs> bombing with dead dad jokes where it's like clearly the material is good and no one, everyone's got their arms crossed. Like, oh, really? I'm like, you can't even give me like, I'm sorry your dad's dead reactions. <laughs> like, that yeah. shit will kind of piss me, especially if I've been drinking, which I've been doing lately, which we can get into later. <laughs> uh, but like, uh, like, just like the idea of like, this is the worst time for you to be a, like a tight ass crowd for me right now because like I've been doing because May 5th is the anniversary the three year anniversary of my dad's wow. death. So it okay. just passed and so I've been running all the jokes because it's just been on my mind. Yeah. And usually they work but when they don't, I'm like, ah, like, if I was talking about dating, I'd understand if you didn't right. give a fuck. But, like, you'll give a little bit of shit when it's a personal thing. But yeah. maybe, I'm, maybe I'm spoiled. I don't know. I think when I was going through my, um, when I was going through my physical troubles, it, sometimes it would be a very difficult, I have a lot of jokes about it, and sometimes those jokes wouldn't work because there was an emotional, there was emotional juice around it. Yeah. And I think what I was asking the audience to do without saying and really aggressively was make this okay for me i was kind of being an emotional vampire yeah um and and uh on occasion not all the time but it would just come out and then i would be like why did that set not work and it's usually the energy i bring to the material there has to be some fun around it yeah because you go up there and you're like in it and you're like fuming and like some for some people that can work but sometimes it can make an audience uncomfortable be like oh you shouldn't even you shouldn't be here. You should be getting help. <laughs> like, like yeah. some kind of helps for this. I wish I was like a Lewis black where I could like being angry. Yeah. Cause he was like a regular comic. And then he did, he got angry on stage one night and somebody was like, that is hilarious. And right. then that's what he became. Do you think that he gets stuck in it though? And like, it's like, you think he ever weighs just, on him now that he has to be like yelling all the time? It's like come, sometimes I want to do a more chill set and like <laughs> I have to be yelly guy now. He just wants to come out and do like Stephen fun, Wright shit, fun <laughs> jokes about like tiny airplane foods. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's not a bad character for <laughs> just chill Lewis Black, chill Lewis Black. Hey, or like alt Lewis Black. Like yeah. he comes up, like does like some Josh Fadum shit. Yeah, just like plays with the microphone and runs away. Um, yeah, his fifty-year-old white audience would not be. They'd be very confused. They'd be like, "What?" <laughs> but we knew you one way. Don't be like my wife. Don't change. Don't be like my wife. Don't, Lewis. Be, don't be. What did you do? Go to Pilates and see a therapist and a shaman, and now you want to talk to me about? my feelings Lewis Black goes up and goes so obviously Mercury Mercury's in retrograde <laughs> I can't do it 
I can't do a Lewis Black. I realize it just came out as Sean White again. Who's <laughs> every angry person we know is Mer- Sean White? Mercury's in retrograde. Hey! 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 Amethyst is bullshit. I don't know. I don't oh know. That's God. all I know. <laughs> but yeah, you have to kind of be yeah. in the emotion that like makes it okay for everybody because like usually i've uh, vanessa actually coined uh what my comic style is a lot of time which is Mm -hmm. bad news with a smile yeah (laughs) because it's kind of like i i talk about i occasionally talk about some dark shit in my act but like i always kind of make it like hey haha get it (laughs) like i'm never like this thing happened to me and i just don't know i don't know what i'm gonna do like i'm always like hey so my dad's dead clap it up everybody like just being like a real fucking goof about it and yeah it it adds like a level of oh he's okay with it so we can be okay with it yeah maybe Uh, the audience just gets confused emotionally I they're just so. like oh, no, I, how do I this is so much his dad is dead my dad's gonna die I oh yeah it's also sad. great when nobody in the crowd has dead parents because i sometimes will ask that if the bit's not yeah. landing and i'm like oh great well stick around this will be important later <laughs> you got a dead parent mm-hmm. shout out to the dead parents crowd adult <laughs> orphans where you at <laughs> me and a tiff myers went up to fresno once and uh we we, we uh pegged the tour the dead the dead dad boys ride again oh <laughs> Because his, his dad passed away a month after my dad did Whoa. the same year. That was crazy. But we don't got to talk about him. Uh, <laughs> oh, I love him. He's, he's great. definitely. Has he been on the show? No, I don't think so. He's hella sober. He should have him on. Oh, we should do that. <laughs> that's so funny. We have very honest and strange, like, blunt conversations with each other. Yeah, that's kind of his thing. Yeah, it's <laughs> nice. I, uh, I'm i like, I appreciate this. Yeah, um, yeah. I did not need to know what this Tinder date was messaging you. Um, <laughs> but... So what is your, with everything in mind and yes. sort of all of your experiences, like mm. what's been your experience of surrender? Like you're obviously going through something right now that requires a certain amount of surrender. Mm. Like surrender. Surrender. I can't. When I'm tired, when I'm really tired, yeah. that's exactly what I sounded like drunk. So like. Really? Yeah. One time I was, it was after the Comedy Central taping and I'm like in my makeup, but my hair is now pulled back and I'm just like standing in the kitchen holding my cat. And I'm talking to Stuart. And I'm just like. I'm like. Eating just peanut butter out of a jar. Yeah. Eating like peanut butter and eggs. You know what I mean? Something fucking weird. And he was like, is this what you were like drinking? And I was like, yes, but also violent. <laughs> Uh, but what do you mean, uh, oh, violent? That's I, I, I'm, I'm getting a peek behind the curtain here. Mm-hmm. What your your pre uh, sober life is like? Yeah. So when you say surrender, you being surrendering myself to like admitting that there's this thing that has a power over me and that I need to just sort of like the experience of surrender in general. Like, what is your like when something has happened mm-hmm. and you're like, fuck, I can't fight this. Yeah, I think before 2016, before my dad died, I would Mm. be very fixated on uh, being able to control everything in my life. Uh, I was very into like... um, Oh, not only controlling things, but also dwelling on things that didn't go right and how what I could have done to fix it. You know, I was very, yes. and I still do that to an extent, but I'm uh, somebody on, uh, I can't remember what it was. Uh, no, Matt Lieb said this on a podcast I was on recently. He goes, No, dwell on it, dwell on it. If you think about it hard enough, you can change it. <laughs> And I was like, like, fuck, you nailed me because that's exactly where my brain goes. Like, and I think that uh, was a big part of my anxiety and a lot of my depression is dwelling on things and being so overwhelmed by not being in control of certain things that are were happening or were, you know, going to happen that I would just like get numb and just like kind of uh, I don't know if you ever had like a thing that like 
for me, it's like paperwork or like appointments, like where the stress and overwhelming anxiety that comes with it makes it so I just cannot physically finish the task. Like, like if it's <laughs> something as simple as like making a dentist appointment or something, and I oh, go, yeah. God, I haven't been in like two years. It's going to be fucked up. And I just think about it and I'm just immobilized by that. And that has been a huge problem. <laughs> That's been, yeah, I, I, my anxiety disorder got really bad this last year. I yeah. had a panic attack on stage. It was, oh it shit. Was I've had, yeah, I've had, gnarly. I've never had one on stage, but I have had them. Yeah. I, I can't imagine that with lights in your face that yeah, sounds was, like a nightmare well i didn't realize it was happening i knew i was disassociated but i couldn't figure out why and then i started vomiting like an hour later and oh, i was shit. like oh i had a panic attack on stage oh, no <laughs> so um but what happened is i ended up that's that's kind of what i do is my anxiety gets so bad that i get like exhausted mm -hmm. and then i have no motivation to like pay the bills i have no motivation to open right. the mail i have no motivation to do anything that peaks that anxiety back yeah. up because the the anxiety just weird wore me out so bad and it feels like depression yes but it's actually a come down from anxiety it's like you've just run like a mental marathon yeah. and you are like at the end of it and your body is like so fatigued and like you're 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 metaphorically that person who can't even like hold the water up at the end of the marathon because right. their body's seizing up <laughs> yeah. i don't know what viral video i'm referencing but it's pictured i'm picturing it very well in my yeah head. Maybe i mean i've done is. it i've done it from karate i used to run i've yeah, done that yeah. i've had that moment where i pushed myself like too far physically and I then would, i just can't like stand i when i was uh skateboarding a lot in high school and in college and like of i was filming oh yeah i was a little, little skater boy and i, I will think, see do you, you have a boy. hacky sack in your no pocket. i wasn't i, feel like I wasn't you, like that you've got hacky sack body I'm gonna take that as a compliment. <laughs> yeah, you got like like fish concert hacky sack. Bod. Oh, okay, now it's an insult. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you got some jam bam bod, baby. You got jam bam bod. You got that JBB. <laughs> you done with JBB? <laughs> <laughs> oh no, yeah, you got it. <laughs> That's great. Uh, but, yeah, but like, I, I would like, I would be, you know, filming for videos that I would do for like local, like yeah. skate shops and stuff. And I would be trying tricks and physically just throwing myself downstairs over and over and get to the point where I was like stumbling, walking back up the stairs to try again. But I was like, no, I've gotten so close. I have to finish it. And at the end of it, I like, if I do land the trick, I just like collapse and I'm just like covered in sweat. My shirt's long off. It's been off for a while. <laughs> just, and like, that's just, that's just the, that jam band bod waving in the wind. Bod just got that Sacramento cliff jumping skateboarding bod. <laughs> Tan from all the days throwing himself in the face of God. In the to... Sacramento River. Oh, yeah. You American got River. River. American Lake River. Ooh, yeah. yes. Uh, got that inner tube Ever body. heard of it? It was yeah. a rock over there by Rainbow Bridge. These are just a lot of Northern California references for everybody out I'm there. I'm trying to remember. It's like Folsom. Bowl up. If you go across the street from the Folsom Outlet Mall and walk on that a hiking trail, you get to China Wall, which is a 60-foot cliff we used to jump off oh, all the time. that sounds fun. This we is never, fun. We never made it over there. My dad sometimes would be like, Mija, we're not going to go over there. Those are river people. <laughs> that's Like he would distinguish river people. He'd that's be like, such a thing. Oh my God, I'm people. so glad your dad mm -hmm. had that term because that's exactly what we call them too. Yeah. River people are people who float down the river <laughs> In inner tubes with floating coolers of beer and are shit faced and loud and crazy. Yeah, my dad was sober. He was he wasn't fucking with that. We went mm. like canoeing one time and he was just like keep paddling. <laughs> the river people are real. It's real. I it's there was true. a guy. I've told this story on it's other. It's like podcasts, every woman but... has a Budweiser bikini. 
that oh, they probably right 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 you know the one and the dude every dude has uh, a, a pair of oakley's uh wraparounds oh god and, and that like sweet oakley tan and the like sand, he's a sandals with a bottle opener on the bottom oh shit and a, and a cooler with a just bottle of vodka in it <laughs> I did. I went to the lake with a friend of a friend once. I went uh, to the lake. I went to the lake I with a friend. Of, I was a bit of a river person, but we were like hardcore. Like we didn't go to drink. We would go to like yeah, get kids. a real insane rush from trying to you yeah. know, fling yourself in the face it's, of danger. It's a real Huck Finn lifestyle. I've definitely <laughs> jumped into like the um, Lake Tahoe. There's like a cliff oh, out yeah, there yeah, you yeah. can jump. I've definitely jumped. There was like a rock quarry with just like a shitty pond that was probably full of things that will give me cancer. In, in Rockland? Was it in Rockland? No, it, okay. was, in, it was in Ione. There oh, was like okay. a little... We, got, we had a quarry like that. Green, <laughs> the green water. In the green water. Yeah. And there would be one fish in it. And you're like, what are you like? I'd be like, I'm going to catch that fish and find out what that fish is doing. <laughs> what did you, how did you evolve from just a dead body? <laughs> like you're a fish that evolved yes. from a dead human that's yeah. better. Here. Yeah, 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 yeah. Northern California, man. Oh my God. Um, liberal ass California, liberal jumping ass in rock quarries. Going it. Do you remember that phase in the '90s when that one uh, was it? Toby Keith. What's the name of that? It's that song that goes way down yonder on the Chattahoochee. I know this song, but I don't know. I couldn't. I couldn't peg it right now. I only know it because every time we walked into a local business, it was playing. I, I'm a little I'm a little younger than you. I don't want to oh, brag, but uh, oh, my generation right. was those guys. The river people would be listening to like uh, Static X or Disturbed oh, or Godsmack. Uh, <laughs> maybe yeah, Lincoln Park. Maybe Ooh, a Lincoln Park, if you will. Yeah, yeah. Hybrid. Oh. I have a hybrid theory about the lake, and it's uh, ah, hey, uh, hot riff. Um, yeah, uh, so I don't know how we got on. Oh yeah, that's oh, yeah. the fatigue, fatigue that my but my brain feels. <laughs> So that fatigue for you feels like surrender. Yeah, I feel like that. Well, and I, I think that was a part where I was so obsessed with the control that I think after my dad died, I mm-hmm. did kind of give into the whole surrender of like, there's some things that are out of my control. Like, cause it wasn't even like a thing that was building up. Like when my dad passed away, it wasn't like, oh, he's sick. Yeah. And now like, we're going to go visit him in the hospital. He might not have, it was just like done. Like it just happened. He wow. had a heart attack and he passed away at work. And so I think that, I mean, it was, a big change of a lot of things, but I also think that was the point where I was kind of like, you know, there's some things that are just going to happen and you can't control everything. And I think I did give some surrender to that idea around then. Okay. I hadn't quite gotten off of some of the drugs I was doing. Cause like, I don't know if we've established heavily. The only drugs I really do now are I drink. Uh, I occasionally smoke weed at the end of the day to help me sleep. And I, uh, I take Adderall. <laughs> okay. So, uh, but I don't, I used to do a do lot. Do you have ADD? More. Uh, you know me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I, t- I mean, I've never been diagnosed with it because, uh, 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 I, I don't like, um, I buy them illegally if that's what you're asking. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. okay <laughs> but okay, I okay. have been prescribed medication in the past and I've become addicted to prescribed medication so much that I'm kind of like nervous about going in for that kind of stuff. Like I've been addicted uh, to Xanax before oh. and Ambien, um, Okay. I got Ambien for sleep problems, and the minute I didn't have Ambien, I was, uh, I, I imagine that's what a heroin withdrawal feels like. It's just like a, all night just sweating and being like, why can't I sleep? This is fucked up. Yeah. So, like, I try to stay away from prescription medication, but I take a very reasonable 
dosage of uh, Adderall just to help me. It does help me get shit done. So I do feel like maybe I have some ADD, but again, haven't maybe. been discussed. <laughs> I, I did. I am a, uh, I have ADD and uh, they, they diagnosed me with it. Like it's pretty off the charts. Yeah. It's pretty fun. Um, I have pretty bad ADD. <laughs> they have a good time. I have, a, I have a good time. It's true. <laughs> you know, what's so funny about having ADD and anxiety at the same time is sometimes the ADD helps me with my anxiety really? because what it'll do is I will forget the thing that's making me anxious in that moment I've actually, i just forget I to focus that. on it i could see that it's like yeah. when you're super focused on like one important task like say you have like a deadline you have to hit yeah. or like you have to it's get like somewhere. a superpower yeah or mm-hmm. you have like, yeah it, it's absolutely you're like and then once you're done with it then just let everything flood back in all of the things you can't change all the fears all yeah of it, all of yeah it. yeah and that's what happens they put me on add medication and i just started to focus on my anxiety really bad oh, they were really? like you kind of have to pick one you got to pick one to deal with that's why i stopped smoking weed for a very long time i have since gotten back on because i found what works for me with weed but i i would do because the first panic attack i ever had was when i smoked a lot of weed in college with my friend and then decided to go to class high Mm. and then my heart started racing in class because sativas will really amp up my anxiety and where that's the only thing i can focus on that's the funny thing is when i quit smoking weed there was just weed it was just weed. yeah yeah there, there was there's no like, separation there was weed between church and state yeah <laughs> no there was no like up weed and down weed there was just weed <laughs> there and was just whatever weed there is there was weed and it was stems it yeah. was just it was, yeah, yeah it was all branches and we loved it <laughs> we had a good time back we then we fucking loved our maybe you fall asleep maybe you have to throw up from anxiety who knows it literally um <laughs> I don't know if I've told you this story before. It's pretty great, actually. Uh, so we go to me and this guy. We go over to his friend's house who lives down the street from San Jose State, where I went to college. Mm-hmm. Take a bong rip out of this fucking five foot long bong with a three gram bowl. You got to kickstart it like a motorcycle to get it going. Hilarious. <laughs> Too much weed, even for me at that time, who was smoking a lot of weed. I go to class. I'm super high. I'm super uncomfortable. Uh, I start. I had gone into the bathroom to throw water on my face to try to snap myself out of what clearly was, I didn't know at the time, but it was clearly a panic attack. Yeah. And uh, I'm sitting there and class hasn't even started yet. And I just turned to my friend and I'm like, I have to go. And he's like, you're right. I'm like, no, I have to go. And I get up abruptly and I like knock my desk aside a little bit while I'm like hustling out. And I just hear a girl who was sitting near me whisper to her friend, I think somebody died. <laughs> like, like I just found out some terrible news and had to leave, which helped the anxiety so much. Uh, I get outside the building. I throw up on the street immediately. Okay. I go back to the house I was living at, which was down the street. I pass out on my air mattress. Uh, I wake up like a couple hours later in a, like a very weird fugue state. The guy I got high with was in my room and he's like, I took notes for you in class, puts it on my desk and I go, thanks. And I pass back out and I wake up thinking that was a dream. And he absolutely did that. Like they were on my desk. It was very cool. Shout out to Matt Schur if you're out there. Hey, Matt Schur. We're still friends on Facebook. I don't think you use it. (laughs) (laughs) Good for you, actually. Fantastic. So what is like, with all these crazy stories in mind, like Mm. what's been your most like insane moment? so far in the history of Kevin Anderson. Insane moment like drug and alcohol related? Or or? just in general. I mean, insane moment. Like a bottom? (laughs) It could be a bottom. It could be a top. It all depends on which way you swing. Maybe maybe you're a a, a switch hitter. You can do both. Yeah, maybe you can do both. (laughs) That's the catchphrase on my other show. Uh, Ah! uh, I mean, that's one of, that was like a big moment. Like the first panic attack is always a pretty big one. Uh, That's always fun. 
Um, but you're oh like, God. what is this? Is this a heart attack? <laughs> That's the best. That was thing. part of it. Yeah. Every single person who has a panic attack for the first time believes they are having a heart attack. Yeah. It's pretty great. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you, you, well, because it's all of the symptoms, right? Or it's a lot of the symptoms. Yeah. Except for the toast thing. Yeah. Your arms tingle. <laughs> yeah, everything. Tingly, tingly bits. Uh huh. Tingly bits. Uh, there was one time which I, I'm sure you, I did this joke at your show, so maybe you're aware of it. I accidentally did meth, and that was a lot. Uh. That is that a lot. was that was the it's one a lot of one math. time the one time done time we only we have not done it since but well uh, the best thing is you did it like a true drug addict you were like well I'm back on the horse let's do three gigantic lines <laughs> that was yeah because that was like a point to the like, moon to the moon and beyond uh, <laughs> I was there was a point in my life where I think it was late college early L A living uh, oh, where'd I you have, go to college uh, San Jose State oh. yeah San Jose State I uh, think you just mentioned that I did it's and okay. my brain autocorrect corrected it to Sacramento State. <laughs> I, I applied there. I got in, but I didn't go because I was like, I got it. I got to get out of town. We got it. A little you bit. You got to get it. I mean, it's, it's a nice it's place. Like, it's like, yeah, it was yeah. It was nice. I, I'm glad it's I like went very there. very expensive Sacramento. Uh, not where I lived. Oh, really? <laughs> These were all slumlord uh, 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 college houses. Like, you know, the guy lived in Los Gatos and had all this money and ooh. we just rented out to broke college students. Didn't fix anything. It was great. Fun times. But uh, uh, what was I say? I was say there's the two stories I just thought of. There was the accidentally doing meth and then there was another one which I'll talk about because okay. this was around the same time. But there was a period in my life where I would just do whatever you handed it, handed to me. <laughs> like, uh, I think that's oh, how it happened. Yeah. Yay. <laughs> Did you get this one? Hey, I don't know if this is an ibuprofen or a Vicodin. Can you find out for me? Okay. Something well, along those lines, certainly. Yeah. Uh, and that's how I ended up with meth was that somebody just handed me a bag and I was like, well, this looks like Coke and I hadn't been doing a lot of Coke. So I was like, yeah, this, this is probably cocaine. I've, I've only seen, I've seen Breaking Bad and I know meth's usually smoked. So I didn't know you could snort it. And then I did it, and I just remember, uh, like a little bit later, finding out that it was meth, and then uh, being up for so long that I decided uh, that I I was like, okay, well, I'm gonna at least ask in the future <laughs> what the thing is. Yeah. Uh, there was that time. There was uh, around the same time this guy I worked with uh, at this startup that was a real piece of shit that uh, laid everybody off eventually. But it was such a, a scuzzy startup. Like when I first got hired there to do customer support for this cheap Android tablet for kids, uh, let's just oh. say it rhymes with Bobby, uh, <laughs> Nobby, and I, N-A-B-I. Oh, I don't give a fuck. They I sold the Mattel. Remember. Is it a thing? It's like a Walmart uh, Android tablet that had like a kids mode. So it was oh. like marketed to parents and it's like, it helps them learn. And I was, thought it was like they broke frog. It's kind of like, well, LeapFrog is like a program, I think, but oh. it, it had like that kind of software on it. Like, okay. yeah, that's what it was marketed as. Uh, it was a real cheap piece of shit. It broke all the time. So they had Fun. a lot of people working in that call center. <laughs> yeah. But our IT guy was on heroin. Like he was cool. just, he told me that like quick into meeting him. I never did heroin. Hi, my name's Dave. I'm the IT department. I'm very on heroin. <laughs> <laughs> you did kind of have this like i don't have you you've probably i mean you've yeah. worked in you've met you've seen what people on heroin are like where they're kind of like mm-hmm. yeah, yeah they're kind of yeah. and then they have and then they use and then they're they're either asleep or very productive mm-hmm. it's a it's a strange thing yeah uh, when people smoke mar- uh heroin they get really productive he definitely really mm-hmm. oh wow that's interesting so i can see around. that with like coke and stuff but mm-hmm. heroin i usually think of sleep and then they're sleep too. They're there's sl- it all depends on what they're how they're doing it. And then they're sleep. And then they're sleep. <laughs> there's there's a there's a few different things that happen. 
this guy uh, this guy would hit me up and like occasionally at random hours he'd be like hey man i got some of that good stuff and he knew that i liked to party and yeah. do stuff and he, he was like you got to try heroin and i was just like yeah maybe i don't know and i never did i was like because i've never i will never inject anything that's mm. too much a step too far mm-hmm. i was like at that time i was like i might smoke it like if it's opium or something that's probably seems reasonable for me but that never happened either but uh he gave me this thing called subutech Oh, which I believe wow. is, do you know, that yeah. is, it's it kind of like a, it's like a methadone treatment. Yeah. Kind of thing. Yeah. It was a, it was designed to help people get off of, uh, heroin and, right. and it, it, other it, opioids. It doesn't, it, it makes people, Suboxone makes people really agitated. It turns out it was getting people high. I worked in treatment. That's what I found out. <laughs> I, yeah. I worked in treatment when they rolled it out and we had kids, kids like teenagers on Subutex and it was, all I knew is that they were fucking dicks. Yeah. They, it really made that it was like when they were on it or when they didn't have it. Both. Oh, interesting. Just well, because when people are kicking, they're very like that's why it's all over the place. Yeah, and they didn't allow these kids to eat any sugar while they were there. Yeah, and you gotta you these kids and sugar. I'm thinking of like eight year olds that are on smack. <laughs> I mean, they were like, I mean, thirteen to oh, seventeen. Wow. Okay, to kids. Yeah, they were crazy. children. That's crazy. so like uh, the children of the rich and famous, and some of those uh, children, children of the rich and became. Famous. Yeah, they became rich and famous. Some of them too, wow. and so like it's definitely like uh, it's a weird thing to like drive by a billboard and be like, I know what that person ha! looks like. I know what that oh, person looks like pod, naked. After the pod, you have to tell me something. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I can't like legally wink. No, but like um, right right right. but uh definitely it's like anyway uh but yeah the kids the kids on subutex were like a real pain in the dick and they told us they were like it is not addictive it is not addictive it is not addictive and then a year later kids were smoking it and we were like uh yeah it's super addictive (laughs) yeah it's super addictive you know how uh, you know how i know because this bitch is a wolverine three times a day That I have to beat back into a cage and just with spoonfuls of Nutella because you won't give her any fucking chocolate bars. Oh my god! Yeah, that's crazy. Like, what Hey Arnold character was that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think her name was probably Brittany. I feel like everybody's name at that center was Brittany. Brittany. Uh, yeah, I did it in pill form, I believe, okay. when I did it, and I just did it because he was like, I had told him at the time that I was like, oh yeah, I've you know done Vicodin recreationally or Norco and stuff in college, okay. and so he was like, oh well, you're gonna love this, and it, <laughs> you're it, gonna love this. Yeah, if you, it's the Amazon recommendation <laughs> for Vicodin people who like Vicodin also like throwing up in the car on the way to work. <laughs> Which is absolutely what happened the next morning after I took it, because uh, I was still high in the morning. And I was like, and I, but it was like that bad part of like an, uh, a downer high where it's you're a very like, synthetic high. Yeah, I and I was just like, oh, I feel terrible. And I remember just, I, luckily, I hadn't eaten much the night before because of drugs, so I just threw up like it was basically just water and bile. But I threw up on my myself on the way to work in my car, okay. and I was like. All right, well, maybe, and I think this was either, bef- this might have been before the meth incident, so I think that was around the same time where I was like, all right, let's slow it down a little bit. <laughs> this this is, you can't do, you have a job, you have, you're wearing a colored shirt right uh, now, <laughs> and you just threw up from taking <laughs> methadone thr- treatment for re- for fun. You're throwing up on your dry cleaning. <laughs> That's a dry cleaning bill. That That's costs a dry cleaning money. bill. Yeah, exactly. You might be an addict. <laughs> If you throw up on your on your good shirts, if you if you eat if you throw up on your khakis and still go to work, 
You might and, be an and, addict. And have a meeting in the morning where you sidle up next to your friend and say, hey, do you smell anything? And he goes, no, why? I go, I'll tell you later. And then explain to him that you threw up and wanted to make sure you cleaned it up well enough. Just be like, smell my shirt. Smell oh, my shirt. Smell though. me. Get in. Get clothes. Feel my germs. <laughs> um, <laughs> what? <laughs> so silly. Well, I thought you were going to say, what the fuck? Kevin? What the fuck? <laughs> There's one more quick story that yes, I can get out just to uh, illustrate it. where uh, I was and where I'm at now. Okay. Um, this was, uh, I was, uh, I had moved when I first moved down here. I didn't know anybody that lived in this city except my friend from high school who was finishing up UCLA at the time. Cute. Okay. Uh, very cute. And he and I had kind of drifted apart since this night in particular. Uh, not like <laughs> we fucked and he wasn't even good. No, uh, <laughs> uh, he was like, come party with me at UCLA. And, uh, I got, I, I drove over there and I got so drunk and he was so in my estimation, creepy with women and just trying to get like anyone to fuck like like he was very much a womanizer and I w- never had that vibe and I was very uncomfortable a lot of the you night. Do, you don't like when people to treat women in a way like you're very um, you're not passive about it. Yeah, you're, you're very like don't be a fucking creeper. Yeah, because it's fucking gross. And there are I, a lot of people that are passive about it. Yeah. Uh, I, I try to, I try to be, especially like, I feel like knowing so many, uh, cause I, I had like some female friends in like high school and college and stuff, but like I, until I like got into comedy, I never had like so many like super close female mm-hmm. friends and like have been hanging around and hearing stories from them. Yeah. And then like, you know, the woke zeitgeist that I'm now in on Facebook and Twitter. You were very much in this. that woke zeitgeist. Um, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm a, I'm a lurker, you know, I, I post occasionally, but I lurk mostly. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like, yeah. I think that definitely made me just kind of be like, Hey, just don't be a fucking asshole. And it's very, like, <laughs> I don't know. It's just really frustrating. But he was so he was doing all this shit like he was still in high school or college yeah. or whatever. And I guess he was still in college. So whatever. But like we got so drunk and like he want, he broke into his frat. He was like, let's go fuck up my frat and like knocked over bookshelves and pissed on stuff. And I was just like kind of drunk. Like, I don't know where I am. So I have to follow this guy around like because I'm just going to get lost. Yeah. Otherwise. Yeah. But it, there was a UCLA point. is a fucking Huge. labyrinth. Yeah, it was crazy. I yeah. had no idea where I was. I still yeah. don't know where half of those buildings were. Sorry for if it was your frat. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> if that happened in 2013. Uh, sorry about that. It's a uh, Kappa Kappa bro douche. <laughs> Kappa Kappa date rape. Kappa Kappa, yeah. <laughs> Uh, and then I, I remember at a certain point I just uh, uh, had to leave and I was just along I was living in East LA and I drove from Westwood Whoa. super shit face back to East LA woke up on the floor of my bathroom at the place I was renting and was like all right, so we're an adult now. We can't be doing this <laughs> like that was that's, that's so where funny. it used to be. So like that's why I say like circling back to the whole beginning of this. Yeah. Is like, I'm not sober, but I have made strides. <laughs> I have changed. I have changed harm, for a lot. Harm reasons. reduction. That's yeah. what they call it. That's yeah. a clinical term. That, yeah, I'll take harm it. Harm reduction. <laughs> uh, I do have to say, it's so funny. One thing that I do miss, I was talking to somebody in the program the other day, and I was like, do you ever miss falling asleep? And he said, on bathroom tile. And I was like, yeah. And he was like, Wait. all the time. <laughs> really? Yeah, it's so cold and refreshing. And it's only cold and refreshing if your body has the like alcohol-fueled temperature of a hot tub oh. yeah because you feel you feel like the inside of happens, yeah huh? you feel like the inside of a of a hot tub is that why the bubble. bathtub thing is so common like people sleeping in bathtubs when they're drunk because of the cold porcelain probably that's con- that's interesting yeah heat heat regulation is an issue <laughs> 
heating I, temperature regulation is an issue when you're poisoning yourself. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I usually would wake up just sweating bullets uh, anytime after anytime that I managed to get under the covers because yeah. I was always good about finding like when I was like pissed when I was in my piss drunk uh, phase I was always good about finding my way back to a bed. Okay, that's good. <laughs> but uh, not always under the covers, just on it. Oh, so man, but it, you know, fully clothed, I did that a lot. Pump. I was asleep right on the bathroom floor, bitch. I was like, <laughs> yes, we're doing this. That's respect. It's cold. I've done that a few times. I respect it. Yeah. It's not my style, but I respect it. I, I respect I respect the game. I respect the game. All right. Touche. 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 Um, the, <laughs> what is your decision-making process? In general? Yeah. How do you make decisions? Um, I usually first... Uh, lately, decision-making is based on finance. <laughs> How much will it cost okay. for me to go do this thing? Uh, because of the the move and I got kind of I kind of fucked up my my taxes got fucked up this year I've been kind of in a financial hardship just because a lot of stuff had to be paid for right away you know furniture down payments all this stuff so I've been very uh, uh, fiscally minded lately which yeah. I think uh, comes into play uh, especially with how much I'm allowing myself to like go out and drink or like go out to even just because you drinking a lot I'm drinking I'm, I'm drinking beer. I'm drinking light beer because I like to drink stuff. You're uh, the, yeah. But that's I, funny. I, I, I do I'm drink. drinking beer. I'm not because you're usually like whiskey guy, right? Yeah. And that's okay. what I'm trying to get away from is because the problem with me is that uh, I will. Uh, first of all, I have a very high tolerance. So that, that's why whiskey is just a shortcut. And you are a willow of a man. Yeah. You, I'm a bit of a willow. Yeah. You were the. I'm a willow palin of a man. <laughs> yeah. You're a willow palin of a man. You're just you're wispy. I'm very wispy. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. I mean, uh, killer mic. It's it's a when I host the open mic, uh, it's you know five hours of dealing with comics. So that's that's my one night where I give myself like a little pass to be like, you look, this is part of the gig. When are you gonna when are you gonna pass on that torch? It seems like it's a thing that has to get passed on. <sighs> We're hitting three years. Uh, we actually we just hit three years. How uh, long did Whitney host it? Three for? years. So I okay. feel like it makes sense. Uh, I've expressed interest in stepping away i think what i'm going to do is maybe have more guest hosts for a while because i still like it and i still like doing it i still want to have to do it every week you need to groom somebody i'm gonna gro- i'm gonna gro- yes i'm gonna groom a ward uh yes. i'm gonna get i'm gonna get i'm gonna become somebody's ward and i'm going to uh I'll take them under my wing like uh who's it who's got the angels uh cory feldman <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get a Killer Mike Angel. Uh, yeah, or if you're a Game of Thrones fan, you're going to make him the steward ooh, of yes. the head of the Night's Watch. The steward, the steward of the other door. Uh, I like the this. The steward of the other at door. At KB Anderson, you know, if you're interested in being a steward, and if you're a comic and you're listening to this, yeah. uh, hit me up at KB Anderson. You know. you, if you want to meet every single motherfucker in LA comedy in one night. And develop a drinking problem. And develop, well, <laughs> and, yeah, probably develop a drinking problem. <laughs> but also like hone your skills and also develop some pretty clear boundaries. No, yeah, it's it's. I will say that um, that one of the reasons I don't want to give it up quite yet, even though I am kind of on my way, I yeah. think because it's kind of taking its toll, and I think it's making me enjoy comedy less a little bit because yeah. I'm so worn out from it. Because it is, you know, I have to get there at seven to set up, and I don't leave until one a.m. sometimes, and it's every Tuesday. And it's just a lot of. And that means being my like, Wednesday's fucked. <laughs> hey man, you know, like I've been in the bucket because sometimes, sometimes that bucket will fuck you sometimes mm. you'll put that your name in the bucket at seven o'clock mm-hmm. and 12 30 rolls around and you're like 
I'm gonna. Yeah. I've definitely been there where I'm like, <laughs> yeah. I can't believe I'm still here. Usually, well, what we've kind of, uh, our, our not official rule now, though, is if somebody's been there since the start and it's been like an hour and a half, yeah. we'll just fake pull them. Oh, <laughs> we've we've adopted that, so you should come back. Uh, <laughs> well, one of my favorite things is I, I had a reputation for a while uh, for sleeping at open mics. <laughs> That's right. And That's right. definitely uh, Killer Mike, uh, the booths are conducive. Very cozy. Very cozy mm-hmm. to get a good little sleep on. Mm-hmm. And it's dark. Oh, it's so nice. Yes, it's very it's swanky. Nice and nobody's <laughs> laughing because they don't want to no, laugh. No, especially at that point in the night. No. Yeah. I mean, it, it has its ups and downs. Sleepy time. What's sleepy a sl- time. What's a sleepy time? Everybody's like... Mm. Once but Anna snores, the mic's over. That's so funny. I've not, I don't think I've been caught snoring, but I've definitely like lurched myself awake at an <laughs> open mic, just been like... like <laughs> <laughs> Boo caught me snoring. <laughs> oh, no. Um, but, uh, you know, it's... Uh, it's also delightful. I've also had some very good sets there and yeah. some brand new jokes there and done all of my roast jokes. Yeah, I mean, that we're became right. like the roast joke thing. And that's like one of the reasons I like it is because I like seeing all the people that come there because a yeah. lot of great comics like you and a lot of oh, I met a lot kind. of I met a lot of people through hosting that and I like it, but I think it's also kind of something I need to kick because yeah. I am using it as an excuse to drink in excess. Uh, I absolutely think that. And that's what, one of the reasons I've been thinking about it. What if you had somebody host it like two Tuesdays out of the month and you host that's it two Tuesdays? That's what I'm thinking, yeah. I, that might prevent burnout. That's what, burnout. I'm, that's what I'm kind of getting. Actually, John Michael Bond reached out to me recently and was <gasps> like, uh, hey, if you ever want... I don't know if he could see it in my eyes on last Tuesday, but he was just like, hey, I meant to mention to this uh, you, this to you earlier, but if you ever want a guest host, like, let me know. And I was oh. like, thank fucking God. <laughs> He's, he's a great. good. Yeah. He's a good fit for that. He's really good. Yeah, I think if I don't know if I've had him host there before. I think he has hosted there before with me. But it's one of those things that I'm gonna need to. Yeah, I think yeah. I need to just take some time away from. Also, like to focus on my own comedy and not just everyone else's for a little bit. But yeah, yeah. especially when you're the the emotional support mm. for the or the um the the life mm-hmm. in the room mm-hmm. i mean there have been moments where you walk out of that room and the life is gone yeah. you are the life yeah. you're pouring emotional energy into that room all night and when that when that happens it, it's very hard to try to experiment to do new bits right because you've used all your uh, hard emotional hard-earned emotional yeah. energy on supporting everybody else's creative explorations that is, that is something i haven't really considered until mm-hmm. like i haven't thought about that until just now actually is yeah. that uh you've heard me say it when you no, come back in and been like thank god you're here <laughs> that is a thing that i have called out a few times not you specifically but people will be like uh on if i laugh at one of their jokes and the room's kind of dead they're like well you know it's not a good joke if kevin laughs i'm like i'm the only motherfucker listening right now yeah, i like your nice. jokes <laughs> i that was like there's nothing that will make me go have half a cigarette more than somebody saying <laughs> that <laughs> i'm a big i'm a big loud hearty laugher and you're I a always, great laugher i always have been and when i first think when i first started stand up people would get like at mics and get mad at me for laughing and be like, like why you are you want? laughing I'd what be do like, you want from this I'm like i because you're funny and i've never seen you before and you should be fucking grateful that's why i love january i yes. love january yes because all the new comics are really good laughers still mm-hmm. They're not all burned out. Do you think the burned out comics, when there's only the one laugh in the room, do you think they're mad that everyone can hear it's just one person laughing? And so they have to reclaim some kind of power like and be like, 
no, I know it's not good and you're laughing because you're wrong to like make other people laugh. Do you think that's the goal? Uh, maybe it's a cheap attempt to get more laughter. Yeah, but yeah. even those people at that point are not going to respond. They're just like... Because I, I think the reason why comedians like sad documentaries and Game of Thrones and like a lot of stuff like that is because it we you have to have your sad time. You have to... You're blowing serotonin through mm. your brain and dopamine through your brain at the highest possible level in order to make other people do the same thing. Mm-hmm. And when you can't... When you're not quite getting what you want out of it, your, your brain kind of like... It's it's like trying to use drugs and not getting high. Yeah, uh, and I think the reason why we like sad stuff is because you got to experience all the other chemical reactions. Like you have to yeah you, experience your sad chems. Yeah, you got to get balance it out. Sad you chems. Balance, yeah, you got some sad chems in there. I have a sad jam playlist. Do you really? Yeah. Oh, for yeah, when you want to get your cry on. Oh, my breakup playlist is so good. <sighs> What's on it? Let's uh, hear it. I mean, it's uh, here's the thing: is it was a it was a breakup playlist that was also inspired by a bunch of new music I was just finding at the time Ooh. or around that time. So like, it's all one genre. It's all a bunch of alt country singer songwriter stuff. <laughs> Like Austin <laughs> Lucas, Corey Brannon, uh, Drive By Truckers. Some somewhere, Rick Wood is rock hard and doesn't know why. Rick Wood and I went to an Austin Lucas show <laughs> shortly after my breakup. So yeah, he is. Oh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, that was. Uh, I I've uh, I definitely get into sad boy mode like sometimes like even without like mm-hmm. some traumatic event triggering it where I am like yeah I need to I need to put on like uh, I need to put on just like. You know, what's the what's the fucking thing? I'm trying to think of the go-to uh, shiny toy guns. <laughs> Some of that 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 cuz I I go back to like stuff I was listening to in college and high school when I was oh, sad, just okay. really just reveling in like, you know, like the Smiths or shiny like yeah. just stuff where I was like my life's like an indie film and I need to listen to music to express my emotions right now. I, I'm I go just back looking for to, a girl with bangs. Oh, I just God, I hate how with... much I was kind of that person for a while. It's so gross. <laughs> It's like nobody. Uh, I'm nobody gonna pine. Understands. I'm gonna pine. Oh my god! I like pining. I'm not gonna ever ask anyone out. I'm just gonna pine about stuff. I'm gonna pine saw. Pine uh, saw. Lemony fresh. <laughs> Lemony snicket. <laughs> you gotta snicket before you kick it. You know. Uh, I don't know what. That if you is. reach, if you reach the atmosphere phase of a breakup, I feel like especially white guys are prone to atmosphere breakup. Oh, I mean, you're talking the band, the the rapper, the atmosphere. rapper. Okay, yeah. I was a slug. Okay, yeah, I, was, slug. I thought you meant like mm-hmm. atmospheric music for a second, like soundscapes. That's my ex boyfriend for sure. He's listening listen to like the Crash soundtrack. Yeah. Ra- <laughs> Yo. <laughs> Did I get it? Yo, Did you nailed it. it. You stuck a fucking landing. Give this man a medal. <laughs> Has the crash soundtrack. Is Whoa. probably still playing Eve Online for reasons. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, I remember no. one day I came in, I was listening to the crash soundtrack. I reached over and I said, like, What are you doing? And he was like, it's I'm so playing bad. this game. And I was like, Describe it to me. Because he used to play <laughs> yeah, Eve uh, Online. Golden Age of Camelot before that. Mm. And I would sit there because I had a lot of displaced comedic energy and i would narrate his characters oh, i gave them great. all names and oh, i gave them all voices fantastic. and i were like elves and shit yeah okay. little elves and stuff and i'd be like there was one that was tiny and i called him little big head because he had a little big head Aww. and he'd be like i'm little big head i'm and he's like you're really fucking annoying me right now <laughs> and i'd be like but you've been playing for five and a half hours i'm an attention seeking bitch so here we go yeah, i think you had some valid points there yeah, you know what i mean 
I also love that he would listen because we were we did a uh, there's the talking at the movies show on the Unfox okay. Network. Uh, mm-hmm. Kelly McNary and Adam and I did the this episode uh, on Crash it's recently. So also, the Man on Fire soundtrack. <laughs> if you want <laughs> if that's your genre of music, please. One of the comments that I made <laughs> though was that every song in Crash sounds like an elf just died in Lord of the Rings. <laughs> And so I'm blown away that I have just got confirmation that's exactly what that fucking music is. That is what it's for. Yeah. It's for playing your video games and mm-hmm. ignoring an emotional relationship. That's what that's for. That's what that's for. Um, hilarious. So so what is the most interesting thing you've learned about as you chew a cookie? Yeah, what is the most... That. I, I provide podcast etiquette. I provide snacks for people and then it's just sometimes people are just like, I'm eating mm-hmm. on pod. So deal with We're it. We're good. We you put it. cheese and crackers in front of me. I'm sorry I don't have cheese today, but I have Oreos. Well, I'm, a, I'm a cheese guy. I'm into it. <gasps> really? Mm-hmm. You and Stuart should talk. I can't have dairy right now. Of course, right course now. he's a cheese guy. Yo, it's a <laughs> white guy thing. If you're if you're a woman of color, date a, che- date a white guy, you're going to learn about cheeses you never knew. What you know oh. about Havarti? <laughs> a whole new world. That's like literally what it was. Taught a me how to. A whole new curd. A whole new curd. Yeah. Oh, there is say. Gouda and things. <laughs> I think you just punched up a joke I've never been able to make work. Oh, good. We'll uh, talk after. We'll I'd love to. If you need cheese puns, I got this. <laughs> you go, you gotta, you gotta I'm cheese gonna, puns. I'm gonna cheese it up. <laughs> you fed believe it. Ah, um, that's hilarious. Uh, so, what's like the most interesting thing you've learned about yourself in the, the process of. Of being Kevin Anderson and and your harm reduction tales. Um, that uh, biologically, I'm very much pleasure seeking. Uh, okay, does not, that come and, from your family? Uh, here's the thing: is that I have uh, some uncles and and stuff that have been alcoholics. Uh, I also, I'm sure that I don't know much about Stewart's family, but from what I've heard, it, maybe you've met some people like this in his family, where it's like white people drunks, which is like we always drink. But also, like, we drink wine and we have fancy cheese, so it doesn't seem like a problem, but we drink every day. That's the white side of my family, except for my mom, who was just a drunk drunk. <laughs> right, right, right. Sometimes you get that, too, yeah, in Northern California. She, yeah, sometimes. I mean, she was a river person. She yeah. just didn't know it. She was, She's a river person, a landlocked river person. A landlocked <laughs> river person. She was a river person without an inner tube. Oh, um, no. And so, like... It was definitely, but yeah, the rest of my, the white side of my family is definitely, um, and only the California sector, the, right. um, the, uh, Seattle, Washington, my Washington oh, white I have, family. I have Washington, uh, family also. Yeah. That's where you keep your family at the great white North. You yeah, keep them Bothell. up there. <laughs> Shout outs to Bothell, everybody. Bothell. Yeah, it's like um, out near Seattle. Okay. Yeah. So like Tacoma, they're like Tacoma, mm-hmm. um, uh, Lakewood, Seattle, and then some place north I can't remember the name of, but it's dope. Canada. <laughs> Canada. Um, but they're like dope people. Um, but the, the Californians definitely are like wine drunk people. Yeah. Stuart's family's more like I mean, some of my family lives in Sonoma and oh. they just all the wine. And my, you know, my mom uh, still lives in imagine. Sacramento and she goes and visits there. You know, my mom's... Wine like, gives me such, gave I can't, me such I can't, a headache. I can't really do it. I just, it's, that's the one thing that like if, I mean, if it's the only thing there, I'll probably still drink some because yeah. problem. But... <laughs> 
But like, it's the one thing that I'm like, no, I'm good. Like, I, I don't need to do that if there's like a light beer or something. There but, are some wineries that distill grape juice like wine. Ooh. That like non, non-alcoholic. Interesting. Not quite there yet. So it's you get the sensory thing. You get all the headache, none of the fucking fun. <laughs> what a nightmare. It is a nightmare. Somebody gave me some and I was like, oh, this is delicious. And then five minutes later, I was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, <laughs> it's like you're chugging O'Doul's and you're like, I'm not drunk, but I have to pee a lot still. Great. <laughs> pretty much. Cool. Pretty much. Empty carbs, but no beer. Great. Yeah. I'm not drunk, but I have mud butt. Fun. <laughs> mud butt. Yeah, I got the I got the hot spurts in the morning. So. <laughs> I used to drink uh, like St. Polly Girl, that kind of oh, stuff. Oh, yeah, 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 like, totally. Because there wasn't like, cra- that was the other thing. There wasn't craft beer when I got clean either. It was yeah. just like, you can, if you're... It's if, like Heineken, but not quite. Yeah, yeah. it's like, yeah, we, uh, we have Heineken. We have, uh, if you're pretentious, arrogant bastard ale. Oh, yeah. I, I, I don't care. I, I was care so into craft beer for a little bit. I don't care about it that much anymore. Oh. I just like uh, Pilsners and Pale Ales and, and then Miller Lite. <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah, like... <laughs> No, yeah, that's drink. how you know you have a problem. You're like, mm, yeah, that Miller. But yeah, well, I've gotten it was used light. to it. It's kind of, it's a thing where it's like, I, I've that's like my. It's baby like Tecate. You're just yeah, like, exactly. it's here. It's yeah. kind of my uh, baby steps thing to like not drinking as much because it's like when I'm drinking a Miller Lite, it's what four point one percent. So it's very not. You got to drink a shitload to actually get pissed, which is why I never drink it. Yeah, no, and that's why I am because I get the sensation of drinking a beer, but I'm not getting hammered, and that's I think that in a way for me is like weaning myself off of just like the hardcore like double ipa like you have like one tall glass of this or two of them and you're shitty drunk because it's like 12 percent or whatever you know like that yeah. shit. i used to only drink that stuff i accidentally got Stuart hammered because i got a drink ticket and Aww. i was like what kind of beer do you want he was like you know what i like and i was like do you have something that smells like soy sauce but tastes like peanut butter uh, <laughs> now, to it? me craft beer smells like soy sauce Oh yeah, I could see that. Yeah, I, I don't that. like it. I'm, yeah, I don't. I've never drank it, but I like. I'll occasionally. This is so funny. This is some real like some real shit. This is some real shit. This is some real addict in recovery should not yeah. do this. I'll be like, God, that smells weird. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, like, what is that? Uh, it's like it's like motor oil or something. Yeah, no, it's just to me. It smells like soy sauce. I don't know why. I can't believe I used to. And this is probably some people probably enjoy this, and I used to, but I can't. Thinking back on drinking Guinness. I used Ugh. to drink Guinness a lot, I and like I, that. I th- mm-hmm. and but like now I think about like beers that have like that kind of flat taste to it, and it kind of makes me nauseous. I don't know why. It, yeah, like, I, like new uh, what is it? Newcastle. Mm-hmm. I know that's not even close to a Guinness, yeah. but like that that t- kind of like oh, it's like a beer, but it's not. It's a totally different sensation. Yeah, it's like mm. yeah. No. Oh, that's what it makes you do. I remember something uh, I was going to say about my family. Yeah. Is that so? Like I said, they're all wine drunk, okay. <laughs> but I remember my uncle, who was one of the biggest drinkers in my family. He's it's kind of a problem. Uh, <laughs> he hasn't flown since 9-11. He's, he's all, he's all <laughs> over the he place. Uh. No, no, yeah, he's, he's on a list. Oh, no. He did 9-11. No, he just, he he just hasn't. He just doesn't trust the planes now, and why would he go anywhere? You know, he's got wine at home. He uh, doesn't want to get drunk on the plane or get kicked off. <laughs> yeah, that's probably, it's probably a, yeah. a, pre- a preventative measure. Has he got a big red nose? Usually, yes. Oh, I remember when uh, I think, real drunk I think Vanessa was actually with my family one Christmas when he was uh, real drunk on my mom's couch and there was like some jazz playing and he was <laughs> singing different lyrics over it. Like he was singing like 
He was, was singing it like, Steely Dan? No, it was like some <laughs> other old white guy. Well, I guess, you know, same thing. <laughs> Steely Dan. My yeah. dad fucking loves Steely well, Dan. <laughs> you know what? I think, I don't know if you've ever told me that or if I just, um, like, as you soon as I heard it? about it, I just was like, well, yeah, he's into Steely Dan, of course. Yeah. Hey, 19, etc. I The Cuervo Gold. The Cuervo <laughs> Fine Colombian. <laughs> um, Ricky, don't lose that number. Um, oh my God. I don't want to do your dirty work. Uh, <laughs> uh, he was singing uh, like some, like Frank Sinatra over some like instrumental Christmas music. It was great. Like, Moon River. <laughs> I did it my way. Keep it up, I dig do. He just becomes Simon Gibson. <laughs> Hilarious. But he, when I first turned 21, I remember drinking with the family at some event, and I remember him being shit faced and being like, you know, I wasn't sure about you. I always thought you were kind of a weird kid, but yeah. now that you're drinking with us, I get you. I, I understand you. And I was like, oh, like now I'm welcomed into the fold because I can drink. Like that's like this weird initiation thing. Yeah. Because like I don't know. I mean, I would drink, but not with the family before that. I've been I had been drinking since. 14 like I not like heavily yeah. but I had my first alcohol when I was 14 and pretty much drank all the way through high school that's a weird thing about a boozy family mm-hmm. is they don't let you drink because that's what the family does and you're a child and yeah. then or, suddenly yeah. you can drink and then they're like oh now you're one of us <sighs> yeah they're like thank god all right here's all the real shit about the family uh, you're, I, you know what I fucking hate your uncle <laughs> like <laughs> Like that shit all pours out. Like, did you know that some of your family actually sucks or something? Like, you you don't hear about that shit until yeah, until you're able to loosen up a little bit with everybody. Yeah, I get that from the the family members that don't drink, as they pull me aside. Really? And like, let me tell. Does you. a lot of your family not drink, or or most of them still? Seattle fam. Oh, the Seattle fam. Here, the ones here in California are booze uh, halls. Booza Halls, Booza Halls, uh, Codependence, Emotional Vampires. Ooh. Yeah. So You're my, checking off all my boxes, baby. Ooh, <laughs> so my grandma just... The uh, Andersons and the... What is it? The Valenzuelas or is it the other side? That's the... Uh, uh, the Rowans. The Rowans and the Andersons should party. They, they sound like they would all fucking kill each other. Holy shit. <laughs> they would like all have sex and then kill each other mm-hmm. violently. Um yeah, that was definitely, uh, yeah, I just visited my grandma and she's, she, it's a lot of, it's exhausting when you're around folks like that because it's a lot of mental gymnastics. Yeah, luckily, uh, uh, most of my family is, uh, I would say, especially the East Coast family because they're all very, a lot of them are very posh. They're very like, Ooh. oh, papa. Like, that kind of thing. They're that's like a, the Thompsons. That's an, I, I believe so, yes. Are they, were they all swaddled in Nantucket red? Here's what I'll say is the last time I went over there, we had a dinner that started with a cold soup. So that's how it gets pretty white. Cold soup. And it was just like a tomato soup bisque kind of thing, but it was a cold. I don't know. Was it gazpacho? No, it wasn't gazpacho because it wasn't. It didn't have like stuff in it. It was just like a slurp em up, you know. <laughs> slurp em up. <laughs> Would you like a cold slurp em up? And then they were only wine, and I was like, I was like, they were like serving wine. I was like, okay. fuck, do I guess I gotta drink wine. And then my uncle, who's the one guy who's not super posh in that family, was like, oh, I got some beers. Come on, let's go get a beer. <laughs> Come on, regular uh, kid. Shout out to Uncle Bob, everybody. Uncle hey. Bob Anderson. I love him very much. He's great. Bob uh, Anderson sounds like a fake like, name. <laughs> yeah. Everyone yeah. in my family sounds fake. That's true. <laughs> I'm I not going to put them all on blast, but... Isn't Neo from The Matrix in Anderson? He's Brian Anderson, which is my middle and last name. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So guess what I got a lot growing up? No. Mr. Anderson. No. Oh, still to this day. 
Oh, I'm it's sorry. It's so fucking hack. <laughs> I'm sorry. You no, missed, okay. as Keanu Reeves is having his renaissance, renaissance. right now. Oh you, my God, have you seen John Wick 3 yet? I actually have not seen any of the John Wick movies. And, uh, They're fun. I'm, I, because I, I dove so hard into stand-up, I didn't do anything fun for two years. <laughs> I, and I missed that. I missed a bunch of stuff. No, me too. Uh, and I, I would like to see the John Wick movies because, um, and I will tell you this off mic, I've met Keanu Reeves. Um, Ooh. Yeah, but, and not in an entertainment capacity. I think I've actually heard you tell us I've, on another I've podcast. I've tried maybe. to, yeah. Maybe the brouhaha? Story. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, um, and he was uh, such a kind soul and really nice person. I embarrassed myself. Uh, almost as bad as when I met jlo uh but that t- but when i met uh when you got I met a lot of you got a lot of meet and greets apparently yeah well i didn't anticipate it because i i clearly uh i didn't when i worked at that one treatment facility i didn't i wasn't working in entertainment so i got to work a lot of times with the, like the super rich and famous people because i didn't give a fuck who they were and yeah. so oftentimes didn't know who they were like yeah, i'd yeah. be like shooting the shit with like a famous hollywood director or some shit and have no idea that's yeah, who that like, was oh my god it was gus van sand Kind, yeah on that level <laughs> who i couldn't like if you show me a picture it's like is this gus van sand i would not be able to tell you if i don't even fucking know i'm just like i don't know that's just so-and-so's dad he's cool like you know <laughs> yeah, like exactly. it just it didn't really like register to me because i get an, that i'm a dumb idiot but no, you just have you put your uh you, you put your uh priorities elsewhere than the, yeah. than knowing who celebrities are <laughs> I, all i cared about was anime and battle shark galactica <laughs> if you didn't direct any of those things i don't give a fuck yeah like i'm you're not what are you not an anime star get out of here i don't care if the uh, that's why I, that happened to me once when i went to uh one of these cool parties where i i went because uh vanessa's friend was able to get us in and my friend too but uh, yeah uh and 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 apparently i did a shot with the voice of vegeta and i had no idea <gasps> like we because they had this big ice shenron like what? ice luge where you could did, pour it in at Danny the top. fernandez just like that was the one who got me in just was like did you know who that was <laughs> and then like was, very intensely talked to you about industry stuff and then lurched away it was everybody <laughs> i was there except me and one other person uh, who has since been canceled, so I'm not going to bring them up. But everyone else that like oh. that was there was uh, knew all the anime shit. It was like me and Vanessa and Danny, and uh, I felt and I was just like like this guy was cool and he's at the bar and I was like let's do the ice Shenron and it was like this cool thing and we got a photo and stuff and then uh, they were like you just did that with that guy does he's the American voice of Vegeta and all the Dragon Ball shit I was like oh shit I even I actually know that show because I grew up with it that's pretty big yeah so that's why drinking's good I'm never gonna stop uh, <laughs> ah. <laughs> no not at all yeah uh, what a tangent though we're these tangents though. is this kind of how the show this is how the show usually goes yeah it's a tangent <laughs> you listened if Alex was here it would be even worse oh my god oh man not because I don't like him but because there'd be three people talking three tangents three <laughs> tangent trains um two 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 boys two three boys. tangents um <laughs> so what is like your level of honesty with all these things going on i think all for other or external i think uh it's it could be better but i think it's better than it has been i okay. think that i You're used to I think the fact that I'm able to acknowledge that I have been an addict, because for a mm-hmm. long time I was like, well, I've never been addicted. I just liked Vicodin. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I would just, anybody who went to surgery, I would ask for their pills. Yeah, of course I was addicted. Like, are you kidding me? I never found a way to buy them in a shady way. I call that moving target honesty. Yeah. It drives me kind of crazy in wait, people sometimes. Wait, wait, moving target honesty, like. Yeah, it's like you never know. 
you never know where their honesty is going to land that day. Yeah, yeah. No, I think that's like where their, I was absolutely. Their for honesty sure. is serpentining across people's lives, and you're like, yeah. what's happening? And that was uh, how I was with cocaine for a while mm-hmm. too, where it was like, oh, I'm not addicted to cocaine, but if somebody has it, I will definitely try to do some. Or like, yeah. you know, if there's an opportunity, I will do it. But I'm mm-hmm. not addicted because I don't need it. But I'm, but I'm gonna have it. I don't have a problem. <laughs> that's kind of where glug, it was glug. for a while, and now mm-hmm. I kind of can look back and acknowledge that. Uh, yeah, that was a problem. Uh, but I also do think that I was actually just talking to my friend uh, Rad, uh, Radisson Zahariev, comedian, hey, hey, about Rad. this. What's Hi, buddy. Hey, Listen buddy. to this podcast. Hey, buddy. <laughs> uh, we were just talking about this last night uh, where we were just talking about drinking in general and stuff. And uh, I was like, well, I'm not an alcoholic because I don't wake up and have to drink. And I'm not like, I don't go through detox or, or not detox. I don't go through withdrawals if I don't have it. Uh, but then again, if I have the, you know, most nights I will end up having a few beers or some alcohol of some extent. So I, and he's like, well, you're not an alcoholic, you're a drunk. And I was like, yeah, I guess, I guess that we can make that work. <laughs> Cause I don't have, I don't think I have a physical dependency on it, mm-hmm. but also I can't remember the last time I went for like more than like a, a day or something without having at least a beer, you know, I will say, and it's, it's well documented in 12 step literature, but I will say that there are two modes of thinking that definitely fall under sort of the psychology of, of addiction and alcoholism. Mm. And the first being, um, I don't drink whiskey anymore. I drink a different yeah. alcohol. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. like the alcohol I, switchies. I switched to clear. I switched to beer, like in Observe and Report. Which she's like, I'm not. She's like, you're gonna stop drinking. Goes, no, I just switched to beer. I can drink that all day and keep my shit together. <laughs> it's exactly, like, great, great. exactly. Uh, there's a really good. Oh, what's her name? Uh, she's been on this. Lara Bites has a great. Show oh yeah, where she she talks about the. Uh, she'd be at a bar and somebody would only like, hey, I get, I'm only going to have two beers tonight. And she'd be like, what are you pregnant? Like, that's <laughs> so funny. That's um, really good. Yeah. Uh, and then the, the second thing being um, the, sort of the distinguishing like, well, I'm not as bad as this other person right. or this other thing. And for me, that was a very difficult thing over the years because my mom was such a shit show lived die addict like yeah. alcoholic that um you know or what we'd say in addiction hope to die like she Ooh, she yeah. definitely was she like, was in it for the long haul she was fucking in it for the, my mom mm. could my mom could put away some some you remember yeah. remember that uh costco bottle of uh vodka yep the kirkland signature okay so she she one time her her ex-husband and one other person with a Costco bottle of cranberry just sat down and they went to town on that thing. And by the end of it, the, what they were pouring was a kiss, uh, just a kiss of cranberry, all vodka. And they Ugh. they finished that motherfucker in a few hours. A, a, a vodka drink, uh, a vodka hangover is a tough. That's, that's a tough not a good. That's not a fun day. I don't day. drink vodka at all unless it's heavily mixed into a Moscow mule. <laughs> uh, that's the only way I would touch it. Uh, just because I, not because I'm like, that's my way of, that, that's not a step yeah, I've made. It's just, it tastes, I, I, I don't want to drink it. It anymore. tastes like you can power an engine, <laughs> you know, I, like <laughs> it does. It's it does. the one that is the Especially least frills sh- about it. It's like, <laughs> this is fucking poison. <laughs> this is <laughs> in mother Russia, <laughs> <laughs> Soviet Russia, a, a car drive you yeah. into Alcoholics Anonymous meetings. Yes. Um, uh, I remember one day after a college party, I was so hungover and I had to, I, I was felt so sick and I had, I was, I was trying to make myself throw up to feel better. 
and I couldn't. That's definitely an no, alcoholic thing. No, that too. was that was bad. That was <laughs> like, bad. Like, oh, been bad. there, been uh, there. Uh, but what I did to make myself throw up was just smell vodka, and I was like, because just the idea mm-hmm. of putting down a shot in that moment made me throw up. And so, you know, that's a little pro tip for everybody. Out for there. years, I couldn't smell rum. The smell of rum was. Oh, like, that was the one. Yeah, rum. Mm-hmm. I can't drink rum because of Sailor Jerry's. Uh, we that was like the cheapest rum when I was in college, and my friend would just always have like a handle of it, and I just don't touch any rum anymore. Yeah, that's. Uh, I'm pretty much just whiskey and beer, and occasionally vodka. I like a Moscow Mule. It's very, it's citrusy. It's fun, but. <laughs> <laughs> If you if you do have an alcoholic style, it's definitely like one of them bitches from Sex in the City. Oh no 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 no! I they don't do they don't do st- shots of whiskey, do they? No, oh, I don't know. I are you a I shots guy or are you like a whiskey? And- Only a killer mic usually is when I'm a shots guy because that's just about like I have to run back into the room. So let me just throw this away real quick. I see. Uh, what I will say, going back to the uh, the alcoholic thing versus drunk thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I remember studying psychology in college because I was a psychology minor. Yeah, not to brag. What was everybody. your major again? Uh, radio, television, and film production. Oh, so with psychology, psychology minor. That's yeah. smart, actually. Naturally leads itself to screenwriting emphasis, of course. Um, but who cares? Uh, <laughs> but I remember reading like when I was actually studying like. I, I was I would always look at alcoholism from a very clinical thing of like oh the right. physical symptoms and stuff and I was like I know I don't have those right. so I can't be an alcoholic but then I do have to you know compare that to the fact that uh, I would usually I usually at the end of the day I will have something to drink whether it's at home or I'm at a bar I'll have a few beers or a, like a whiskey on ice or whatever mm-hmm. and so I don't know I guess there's for me. That's me trying to be honest with myself, but maybe sugarcoating it. But I don't think it's like a hardcore, right? Yeah, yeah. I I will say that I don't. I've never been drunk at work. I'll say that. Oh, good for you. (laughs) you, But you have been drunk from the night before, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. 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 When I used to work at six a.m. in El Segundo, commuting from Boyle Heights, which for listeners outside of LA is far, (laughs) so I would have to be. I got there drunk once. It was like hour twenty. Yeah. Yeah. It was on a good day. Well, luckily it was uh, before the first rush, so I could get there in about (laughs) fifty-five. All right. There you go. (laughs) But that means I would have to leave my house at five o'clock in the morning. Gross. But I remember. I was a supervisor for that call center with that shitty product I was talking about earlier and my boss wouldn't come in until nine and so I got everybody up set a uh, set up and I was like all right guys take calls uh, I gotta go work on some paperwork and I went into the couch in the room and just slept <laughs> I was like that was a mistake because I had been running a show the night before that I got home at like 3 a.m. Yeah. and I had two hours and I was just shit drunk it was bad that's so crazy. I've definitely done that but I've never been like somebody that's like sneaking a flask somewhere just because I have to drink like yeah. all the time you know okay. so there's we know those people we do yeah i know those people with i know those people with weed more than with uh drinking like ev- people that have to be smoking everywhere and i'm definitely not that because like mm-hmm. i said paranoia <laughs> and anxiety <Right. laughs> doesn't happen i love it when people are like i smoke weed for my anxiety i'm like really <laughs> <laughs> hmm. sometimes it can work cbd and some stuff can help but uh, i would say do that instead of Xanax because when I was on Xanax is when I was working for Hulu as a customer service representative and I was being yelled at in my house all day because it was a work from home job uh. and that's why I got prescribed Xanax because I was having like panic attacks at work and it was I had to it tell, worked. I'm, I'm like volunteering in a customer service department for my little day gig right now and I had to because I usually dispatch mm. and I had to basically tell my dispatching boss boss if you transfer me to that department I'll be fired in a week yeah I can't it's pretty tough it can be tough well because I'm a solutions oriented woman mm-hmm. so when somebody calls me and they're like I just have a problem 
club and I want you to become emotionally escalated because I'm emotionally escalated. You need to make me feel better. Come to my level. Yeah, and I'm oh, just yeah. like, I'm trying to provide you with a solution. If you're not ready for this solution, mm-hmm. please let me know. I'll just listen. I and then to- they learn like, that's apparently a thing you can't, you could can say that in a treatment center, but you for sure can't say that on a customer yeah. service call. I also asked somebody to take a deep breath and I got in trouble for that. Really? And I was it's like, like- could you do me a favor and take a deep breath? Because I'm wow. trying to help you. It's like, it's like, this isn't marriage counseling, all right? This is- Hey, uh, you know what? <laughs> it worked. He knows how to use his fucking app now. <laughs> so, I remember whatever. one time at Hulu, I just had to sit on the phone while a guy went through our list of, but Sean genre by genre and told us what movies weren't associated with that genre. I was like, well, that's not really sci-fi action. That's more. And I was no. like, yeah. And I let him do it for about 10 minutes. Cause I was like, I can't, this is easier than taking more calls. But I was like, wow. Is it though? Sometimes. Well, cause some people, he wasn't yelling. He was just being uh, kind of a condescending dick and I wasn't really listening to him. And I was just like, eh. yeah, that's a good skill to but, have. Yeah. I think it was also probably his hand out. So <laughs> I mean, because my, like my experience of it is like from the moment I pick up the call, my experience is I just want the pain to stop yep. and I'll do anything to get off the yep. call. Oh, I would, I would uh, pretend to be offended by curse words. Cause you could technically just, Connect the call if somebody swears, and sir. I believe, like, sir, I'm sorry if you uh, you're using that kind of language. I have to disconnect this call. Why don't you call back when you calm down, and then I would hang up. Yes. And then I would continue watching The Sopranos. <laughs> there you go, the low stress, low job. stress. That's so funny. Yeah. Um, I love it that when we did talk about the customer service woes, you were like, "Here's some tricks on how to deal with this." And mm-hmm. also, I got fired, so don't do that. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> Like here's I've here's the notes. I pulled my headset to the back of my head a couple of times mm-hmm. and just been like just close enough so I can hear when they've gassed themselves out. Oh, oh yeah, I remember I was telling you like oh unplug your modem at home and say your internet went out and it'll disconnect the call. <laughs> that was a move. That was a move I used a lot. And, oh uh, no, my internet went out. Like yeah, oh, no. I don't know. You just write in the call notes uh, disconnection. Not sure what happened. And then you know I got to do that for a few months after my dad died, and that's why I was doing it because they only gave me five days bereavement leave, and that. I was not giving a shit about anybody's buffering problems after that kind of thing. Yeah, so. bereavement and like bereavement and maternity leave, they don't give people enough. What do they do for maternity leave now? Is they've cut it a bunch, right? Yeah, they cut right? it back. It's just like I don't know. It's like once you're out of that ice diaper, you're ready to roll. <laughs> Sometimes not even that. I, if yeah. I remember correctly, that's fucking crazy. Yeah, that's uh, that's crazy. Stop being shitty to women, America. <laughs> <laughs> this has. That's not happening. <laughs> you don't think that solved it right there? No. God, I wish it would. If people were just like, stop being shitty to women. <laughs> nope. Hard no. I wish a country would. I mean, it's uh we're we're just going through a weird conservative like swinging back and the mm. other the pendulum is swinging. I uh but it's happening all over the world. True. Yeah. True. I was just in Canada. It's happening in Canada. Shout out to Canada. Shout out to Vancouver's Canada. Vancouver's a beautiful city. I God, was there last beautiful. year. I really want to live there. It's gorgeous. <laughs> it's very expensive, though. We stayed in an Airbnb with goats on the roof. What? Yeah, they would climb on the roof because they were silly. Goats. <laughs> yeah, they were good boys and girls. Oh, <laughs> goats. Like, goats. I like that we transitioned harshly from America and the world is doomed to goats. goats. <laughs> that's well, because well, that's what it is, is the internet. The internet should not be used for nationalist or xenophobic ideals or mm-hmm. sexism. What no, it no, should no. be used for is goats. adorable pets like goats. Guinea pigs, goats. Rodents of all types, really. Uh, fat animals is fat. Like our obsession. Dogs that look like loaves of bread. Uh, I've got a good one for you. Oh, this is exciting. I will get it out while we're looking for it. So what is, uh, you, you've discussed anxiety a lot. Like, what's mm. your experience of fear and anxiety? Uh, 
basically a lot of um, let's see social anxiety, a lot of uh, I was gonna say performance anxiety, but that makes it sound like a sex thing, which <laughs> has been the case in the past. Before I I was fucking a lot. Uh, <laughs> before I be fucking. Before I was just crushing puss and fucking doing Adderall and that's a good puppy <laughs> oh and it just showed me a picture of a chonky animal from chonky.animals <laughs> chonky.animals on Instagram <laughs> also round boys is round a boys. really good one these are sponsors right of 12 questions I, they should be sponsors shout outs oh um, my god yeah it's just been a I, I think a thing that even before uh I think I think drinking initially helped me with that because I was before like High, like in high school and stuff, I was only really comfortable drinking with my friends that I would skate with who didn't even go. Like I wouldn't go to like cool parties and stuff. I had so much anxiety. But then once I realized I could just be drunk uh, and like it's like, oh, everyone's drunk here and I'm way more entertaining than them when I'm drunk. So people started liking me. That's my, <laughs> yeah. story. That's my story. That's right. Oh, yeah. I was great at beer pong and freestyle rap. So like what else do you need in high school? <laughs> hey, I just had titties. Well, yeah. Titties are fun. <laughs> Yeah, that's never been a problem, right? Like that's never, that's <laughs> no. never come back to be an issue. Nope. <laughs> yep. Uh huh. You you've really taken advantage of those two X chromosomes. It's been a benefit, right? Your whole life. My whole people life. treat you equally, if not better. I actually make thirty cents more than men. Whoa! <laughs> Wish we had an air horn right now. <laughs> pew, pew, pew. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think I think a lot of social anxiety, a lot of anxiety about things I've never done before, and being judged for not knowing how to do them. <gasps> Like case in point, I That's didn't. Stewart. Is it? Yeah. He's like, I don't know how to do stuff. I'm I like, yeah. You know nothing, John Snow. It's okay. <laughs> I'll teach you. I, I will have to compare notes with him later about the things that. Uh, for me, it was stuff like. Uh, um, see, because I I went to a lot of uh, like I had my 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 dad's guy at his work do my taxes for a long time. Like the his person, yeah. I would do his because he had yeah. he did all of our family's taxes. So yeah. I didn't do my own taxes for the first time until like a couple years ago. And like, but I had so much anxiety about it. I was like, I'm just going to go to a place and pay them to do it. It's like, no, you can do it online. Like they tell you how to do it. It's step by step. I'm getting better at it. Yeah. But I had so much anxiety about new, new ventures, mm-hmm. you know, uh, uh, running, running my first show by myself. Uh, I had a lot of, I always, you've seen me cause you've done my show yeah. every show before the show starts. I am a fucking wreck. It's uh, a great show too. It's a really fun time, but yeah. I just, I'm always like, oh, nobody's going to come. Nobody's going to come. Uh, oh, they're going to cancel yeah. it. I'm going to cancel it. I'm going to kill myself. <laughs> I, you saw me running a show. It's the same way. I'm yeah. just like, go, 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 go. You were barking though. You're killing it. I will <laughs> bark I will. at that Starbucks. The coast star barks, you know, star barks. Star I was barks. like, Hey, come on down. They never come down. No, no, I have, it's cause I have this like aggressive substitute teacher energy. People hate it. I love the idea that anybody in LA because it's so hard to get anywhere would be like out and about just with no plans already like oh I guess I'll just go to this thing you know sometimes it does happen that's true that's why you can't bark in LA everybody's if you've left your house you know what you're doing put on pants yeah you've left with a purpose (laughs) you're not fucking around That's the problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a, and, and I guess in New York, people just be wandering around because they're they're, they're like, let's go down the street and see what grabs our interest. Who? 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 We're, we're owls now. We're Who? chonky owls. <laughs> but why? I mean, but still. Who? Who? Who but has that, free time? Who has free time? I'm always hustling. <laughs> well, I'm always, you know what we got to do is we got to figure out how to bark on the freeway. Oh. That's like when you see the car with the advertisement that's fully wrapped around the car. Yeah. You know? Oh, that's not a bad idea. Getting uh, like 
Get yourself to have a, their cars that are just billboards for their business and yeah, stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's like that Mary Kay business is going to take off as Morelta. <laughs> Get it? Get it? Oh, the other anxiety is parking. Uh, I have oh. to, if I'm going to a new place, especially if it's downtown or something, okay. I will get so in my head about like, I'll look it up on street view first and be like, I have to know exactly where the parking is. If there's Why a lot nearby, train? uh, anxiety about taking the train. Cause I'm not a person from a, I, I didn't take a lot of public transit growing up except in college a little bit just, but that was very basic. <laughs> it was a train that only went to San Francisco and then back to San Jose. And I understood that what? I've been taking public transit a little bit more, but right. it's still a thing where I'm because like, of where we grew up. I used to get on the red line and the gold line and be like, Ooh, like I was Ooh. taking the tram at Disneyland. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's like, this is a fun ride. Ooh, people would be like, no, this is a poverty. This is a poverty bullet. Yeah. It goes like, <laughs> yeah, there's Nazis on this thing. Yeah, exactly. I'm just like, Ooh. <laughs> but yeah, that, so that's but that's another thing is like i i'm not i'm not familiar with that and like that's why i i know parking lots i know how to pay to park at a parking structure so it's like i'll just do that instead okay uh but like you know that's, these are things i'm slowly figuring out and actually vanessa uh previously mentioned ex-girlfriend uh helped me figure out a lot of these things like i was kind of a fucking real real dumb idiot i didn't even know how to buy pants that fit before we started dating so Aww. Uh, so what that, were you doing? Just uh, going to Costco and mostly kilts, no, holding your legs up. To- <laughs> I just had like the same pants that I like. I didn't buy new pants often, you know. I'd get some oh clothes for like Christmas and stuff from like my family, and then I'd just be like, "Those are my clothes now." I didn't. I had to buy pants. Now I have like a wardrobe. Last night, cause whoa, I, yeah, because my pants don't fit no more. Because I'm too happy. Pants don't fit no more. Yeah, pants don't fit no more. No more. Whose pants? My pants. <laughs> Whose pants? Anna's pants. <laughs> they don't fit. No more. I'm wearing the Wait. only fitting pair of pants. Whoa, Black Betty. Anna's pants. Whoa, Black <laughs> Betty. <laughs> they don't fit. <laughs> Anna's pants don't fit. Anna's pants. Because she is too thick. Anna's pants. <laughs> Get on it, Ram Jam. Yes. Um, okay. What's one thing about yourself you would like to change? Mm. Uh, we'll definitely like to improve on some of those anxiety things. I okay. overcome a lot. I still have a lot of big ones. I have that Warren Zevon thing where I'm really, uh, uh <laughs> you're a werewolf in London. Yeah. I'm a bit of a, ah, uh, <laughs> so you have Chinese food at midnight. I have Chinese food at midnight. I did. I saw Lon Chaney walking with the queen and his hair was perfect. Uh, so that's two for two as far as I'm concerned. Oh, okay. Yeah. You're doing great. Uh, and my, my three favorite things are lawyers, guns and money, but also, <laughs> Uh, no, like the I have a I have a weird anxiety about the doctor and going to the doctor because oh. I haven't been in a couple mm-hmm. years, maybe maybe mm-hmm. two one and a half two years right now. It's which, like me and the dentist. I dentist also for me yeah. actually even more so with the dentist because uh, I smoke and shit and I'm sure there's bad <laughs> stuff going on. And the dentist is the most expensive one. Luckily, the insurance for is, is takes less the least out of your paycheck, which I appreciate. But if you have to go out of pocket, then yes, it is. And you always have to go out of pocket. You do, There's yeah. never they don't like cover a, shit. Yeah, I don't even. I have medical dentistry, and I've never been because I a don't know how to navigate it, and b I I'm pretty sure they're just gonna be like, "This is medical. You could take the teeth out. You could keep them in. We don't give a shit." <laughs> There's also that anxiety that maybe you can relate to it's like you're gonna go there and this is of course where my brain goes it's like oh we're gonna have to remove all your teeth <laughs> or like I, just something like that like there's something horribly yeah, wrong yeah i had to remove a 
tooth. Mm. And also, when I was a kid, I had a bunch of like gnarly dental surgery. Because, oh, really? Yeah, because I was in a I was in an accident, knocked all my teeth out. I was that oh, Mexican shit. kid with the you know how there's always that Mexican kid whose parents they just let their teeth rot out so they get those silver caps. They look like Jaws. Oh, from James I don't Bond. know about all of them. I've definitely seen those caps on a handful of teeth. Uh, yeah, over I've the course of my many years of knowing Mexicans, my <laughs> whole mouth. My wow. whole mouth, yeah, because I was so in an you accident. Were Paul Wall in it. I was Paul Wall in it hard. That's why people are like, mm, "Look at my grill." I was like, "Bitch, I had a grill when I was five years old." <laughs> Paul Wall in Zuela. Yes. Um, you know what's really weird is when you have silver teeth like that, and you know when you're you have like a, a pencil and you're erasing, and you know how the metal will hit the desk. Uh huh. It would make my teeth hurt. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh no! Yeah. That sounds like a nightmare. Yeah, it's, it's very <laughs> weird to be me. Um, chewing on tinfoil is all out con- of the question. <laughs> it, yeah, chewing on it, well, a lot of things gave me the chewing on tinfoil oh, feeling. Oh, right, because that's, that, uh, had... that's that dent. That's the cavity thing. Is what that is, right? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was like the teeth that were left were also full of cavities. Oh wow! That's yeah, because nobody told me how to take care of myself. So anyway, I have. I'm afraid to go to the dentist because they're going to be like, "Bitch." That's one of the things. It's been that like ten years. One of my uh, ooh. Uh, I was gonna say mine's probably about six, so we're okay. probably in a similar boat. Should there, we go to the dentist together? Dentist, like weirdos? Bu- dentist buddies. Dentist buddies. <laughs> yeah, we should probably force each other to go to the dentist. The point. last time I went to the dentist is to get that tooth removed. Oh really? Mm-hmm. I, it broke, so I was like, "Take that shit out." Yeah, I've, I've, uh, I definitely like have always had a very strict regimen. Like, I don't do crazy stuff. Like, I floss and brush, but like, I don't, you know. And I, I apparently, what my dentist told me when I was in college, which is probably the last time I went, uh, was that uh, drinking helps avoid cavities because what? you're killing a lot of germs and stuff what? with alcohol. Uh, he, well, he was just like, <sighs> I could tell because I went in and I didn't have any cavities, and I always had cavities before college. And he was like, "I just can tell you, but I had a few beers or something because your teeth are pretty fine." <laughs> But also what? I smoke and stuff too, so I'm sure that, like cigarettes. So I'm sure that's fucking them up. So I'm just like the anxiety. It just make some brown. Up. You're fine. Yeah, let's get some white crest white strips. Yeah. Sponsor of this podcast. Sponsor of this podcast. <laughs> crest white strips. Sonicare <laughs> toothbrushes. Those little floss <laughs> picks from the 99 cent store that make your gums bleed. Oh yeah, I love it. Love it. So yeah. good. I like that the sp- two sponsors of this are fat dogs on Instagram and teeth products. And teeth products. <laughs> Yeah, I'd you like, want to I'd, avoid your feelings and fears of the dentist? <laughs> I would like to change that about myself. I would like to get better at that. And I would also like to uh, make a conscious effort to... Um, and I have been, but I could do better uh, about uh, driving places after I've been drinking. Uh, I don't oh. drive... Like I mentioned that story from like an hour and a half ago uh, about getting shit-faced and driving that long distance. Uh, I have been doing better about like you know lifting mm-hmm. and Ubering and... Uh, or getting rides from people but there are still some times when uh i go well maybe uh maybe i'll just you know roll the dice on this one and that's something that i absolutely need to fix um it's not as bad as it used to be there's no excuse for getting a dui in 2019 there's too many rideshare services yeah i would i would uh i would sometimes be like well lyft is too expensive it's like you know how fucking expensive a dui is yeah (laughs) it's ten thousand dollars it's so expensive surge pricing will be up i can't i'm gonna just get fucking shit faced i'm gonna have to pay 35 dollars to get back to north hollywood i'm ray romano Um, what, uh, what, where do you live in now? Uh, North, Hall- North Hollywood. No, you would know how. No, how. No, how. No, Ooh, I got to find out that I'm cross street. Uh, Ooh, uh, you don't have to say it. On yeah. Pod. I mean, you it's a, it's weird. a limited cross street there. We'll talk about yeah. it off mic, but it's over there by 
a U-Haul place. <laughs> you are not narrowing it <laughs> I know, exactly. I mean, North Hollywood is a, a combination of U-Haul places. Mm-hmm. It's U-Haul places. You up places. You up places. A lot of... Paul Wall places. Paul Wall places. A ton of uh, uh, dispensaries. Yeah. And um, a lot of rub and tugs. Really? I haven't noticed uh, I feel like those. the dispensaries have taken up the spaces of the rub and tugs. Or maybe they're a little... Uh, maybe they're doing like a joint business venture, like those uh, those businesses from like the 90s and the yeah. 80s that yeah. were like, we have sushi, but also dancing. Yeah. <laughs> they're like, listen, we can help you with your back pain with this actual thing and you get a blowjob because let's be fair we're bad at massages it's like what did i walk into snoop dogg's house this is great yeah <laughs> um so there is there's all those moments uh okay so what is yeah i love you don't drink and drive no no, no it's, it's we're getting better about for it. you and other people and very expensive we're getting we're getting better about it uh we're we're ride sharing more we're uh keeping ourselves reasonable when we have our car and we're getting rides when we don't have our when we, we're not getting reasonable when we're drinking you know what i mean does yeah. that make sense yeah i'll just you know if i ever see you walking towards your car with the keys in your hand i'll just bat them yeah. out of your hand yeah chuck a rock at me yeah <laughs> <laughs> chuck a rock. that's the most northern california sense of yeah. justice throw some rocks at some trains have a good time how oh my god oh god that's so specific and yeah. real uh um, <laughs> How many times as a kid did you get in trouble for throwing a rock? Chucking Not that rock. many. Uh, I threw chucking rocks is like a major problem when you're a kid in Northern California. Yeah, I got in trouble. <laughs> I got in trouble throwing a lot of stuff, but it wasn't usually rocks. Oh. Uh, I threw a lock at a kid's head. I missed because it was supposed to miss. Oh, you ever throw a pine cone? I think I've probably thrown some pine that's cones. A, that's yeah. a nuclear option. I dumped that's a, a painful <laughs> thing to throw. I dumped a whole bag, a full bag of chips on somebody once. Uh, this kid was, he was one of those guys that looking back, he probably was on the spectrum of some sort, Aww. but he really liked to antagonize us and be like a dick for some reason because it got him attention. So he's a comedian. Yeah. He may be doing comedy now or he killed himself. I don't know. <laughs> no, well, there's no way that nice happened. Guy. Born again well, Christian. Yeah, yeah. He could be great. I have no idea. Yeah. I haven't seen him since middle school, but I just remember one time he was uh, doing this thing that he would do to antagonize us. And I, I sat across the room from him. And so I threw a lock past his head Whoa. and hit the lockers next to him Whoa. and scared him. And uh, that was fun. I did hit a kid with a full Gatorade in high school and I got in trouble for that. I was an asshole for a long time, by the way. Uh, I don't know if we've touched on this. I, I mean, we touched on I was a piece of shit, but I don't know if we touched on how I thought... <laughs> How I thought being well, like did I tell an you asshole I was a personality. Like it was like yeah. right around the time Tucker Max was starting to get big and like Maddox and all these like bloggers on the internet okay. who were like, I'm going to make fun of children's artwork and be like, they're good writers, but they're like, their whole thing is like edgy, mean. And I thought like in middle school. I had a full time job and missed that. <laughs> You didn't miss much, I'll tell you this. You missed a bunch of I weird was, white men doing weird white men shit. I was busy being an adult. <laughs> but like, yeah, like like 2000, so I started high school in 2004, but like, so like I would say like 2001 to like two, 2002 to 2005, mm-hmm. I thought being a dickhead was a personality and I was like mean to people and then like, I kind of grew, I definitely grew out of it because I was just like started having fun and like enjoying things more than being that. And like I started drinking and smoking weed and that lightened me up a lot too. But before I knew who I was, I was just like, I'm going to be fucking smart, but mean to people. Like, yeah. And then, uh, 
I also was able to get uh, peer pressured into punching people and stuff. <laughs> well, that happened once. Uh, I punched a kid in the hallway for ratting me out for something because my friend encouraged me to run past him and deck him in the back of the head in the hallway and then run Ooh. into a classroom and he never knew it was me. Oh, no. <laughs> I think he found out later. Oh, but yeah, man. I was a real big piece of shit and I'm glad we were past that. I think chilling, well, I think we did chill me out a lot. I think that everybody. Every human being mm. has to go through a phase where they're a real big piece of shit. Yep. It's part of the development process. The problem is, is yeah. that everybody goes through that phase at different times. Totally. If you're lucky, you go through that phase as a child. And if you are lucky, it cycles through and it's gone. Yeah. You know what I mean? Some people go through that phase as adults, mm-hmm. as grandparents, as parents, as presidents of the United States, <laughs> as, you know what I mean? Like Some people who are president of the United States never go through it. <laughs> he, that bro, actually, that bro. I've listened to the, I've listened to the, dollop, dude. the dollop podcast on, on him, and it's funny because it sounds like he hit that phase and just was like, this is where I'm staying. Yeah, yeah um, I'm, I'm, good. I'm not changing. Yeah, this is... This That's is, like that guy from that UCLA story I told you. He's kind of in that boat. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think some people stay there, but I think we're all I think nobody is free of at least a moment where mm-hmm. they're like, oh, I'm a dick. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. Yeah. I remember what mine was. Well, I remember one. I probably had a few, but the one yeah. I remember most specifically was in, I think, eighth grade. And me and my friends were like. Somehow, that's the appropriate time to be yeah, like a real dick. Yeah, that's when you're really figuring out what your depth of like, like what your levels are. <laughs> it's like the beginning of a podcast in a lot of ways. <laughs> <laughs> We're still trying to figure out the format yeah. of being a dick. You uh, turn down my turn down the lows, aka the uh, sociopath shit, and okay. turn up the, the jams. Uh, the jams. Yeah. But I remember we were kind of like bullying the goth kids. I don't even know if they were goth. <laughs> they were just like they're the kids that like Marilyn Manson or whatever. And I don't even know what we were doing. But well, I remember on, guys. one it's hard kid to be fans like, of Marilyn Manson. They don't have like a really extensive catalog. Yeah, and like looking back, I probably would have nice. got along better with them than the people I was hanging out with. Mm-hmm. Like, and it's just a thing that we'll never know. You know. Yeah. Because it's like I was also just acting out because I didn't really fit in in other sections of the the cliques, if you will. Yeah, the Midland popular people, Mm. I think, are the ones that go through the hardest time because they're they're not like, at least if you're at the top of the food chain, you know you're there. If you're at the bottom of the food chain, you definitely know you're there and you're like, misery loves company. Let's try not to be cocksuckers to each other because everybody else is against us. Yeah, exactly. And then the Midland folks, that's where shit gets rough. Yeah, that's where you're you're trying to you're trying to figure it out and like you either fall one way or the other. Yeah. It could go bad or it could, you could become a human. Uh, but I, I feel like the, if we met, if we change that to comedy, a metaphor for comedy, it yeah. works real well. <laughs> yeah. Oh, 100%. Yeah. There's, it's, it's, it's basically the dark side and the light side of the force. If yeah. You will. Yeah. And uh, what, depending on what you do to a heckler, do you strike them down with all of your hatred or do you... Do or do you, you stand you know, on their table and, and, and loom and, over them? And have a good time. And have a fun time. And make sure everyone's having a good time and don't... Uh, do a Michael Richards. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the, the ooh, that's that's all the way. <laughs> yeah, that's that's that is Sith Lord shit. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna yell slurs now. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye. But so I remember we were bullying the goth kids, and one of them, like I, t- I like took his pen or something stupid. I don't know. And I was like, I have your pen, ha ha. 
And he like fucking started yelling at me, like getting real mad and like, give me my fucking pen back. And I was like, oh, this doesn't feel good at all. I made him really upset. And like, I was like, here you go. I'm sorry. And like, I feel like that was the moment where I was like, oh, I don't enjoy this. Like, yeah. I did not. I did not enjoy actually upsetting this person that yeah. I didn't really see as a person up until now because I was a fucking idiot. So yeah. I remember that being one. Oh, of the you moments. had empathy. That's when your empathy turned on. Yeah, that's when. That's when. It, that's, that's when the empathy clicked in. I yeah, think. Yeah, the empathy was just like, you know what? Let's boot some. Let's boot this program. Yeah. It was a patch fix. Yeah, it was a. Yeah, we 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 downloaded the soft. We had an Ethernet connection. We got the software update. It was pretty good. Uh, they did fuck up some other things in it, like the the whole uh, the whole balls thing. But I don't know. I don't know puberty. I don't know. But yeah, that was one of the moments, the first moments I can remember, where I was like, "Oh, I guess I'm not like that," and I guess maybe I should be nicer to people. It didn't okay. really fully come to fruition until like probably in the middle of high school or something. But I, uh, I definitely think about that and go like, "Huh." I'm glad. I'm glad. I. I'm glad I yeah. did that so I could figure that out. So I didn't end up like that guy who's yeah. you know one of those. Uh, hey, I talk to like porn stars on my YouTube channel and I like say like hello fucked up shit. It's funny. That's the guy. Yeah, you don't want to get stuck there. That's uh-huh. a weird place. It's uh-huh. a weird place to be. Yeah. With that in mind, like, what's your experience of forgiveness? Um. Receiving or 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 doling out both. Um. I feel like um. That's interesting. I have a uh, like I mentioned earlier. I have a huge problem with dwelling on the past. And there's, okay. uh, so I usually will over apologize for everything and, like, in a sense, beg for forgiveness for things that sometimes are justified, that, that, yeah. that apology is necessary. But I also overdo it sometimes where, like, I'll wake up after nights where maybe I got a little too drunk or something and uh, was having a good time and nothing happened and feel like I need to apologize to the people I was hanging out with if I was annoying. You know what I mean? Like I yeah. and I think about it, I'm like, God, I fucking I bet everyone thinks I'm a piece of shit from last night. Uh, yeah. that's me. Ooh, I wrote my, my pop punk lyrics, my parody lyrics were just, or not even parody lyrics, just I wrote this on Facebook a few years ago. It's like I get drunk, I make friends, I throw up, everybody probably hates me. <laughs> like yeah. that was just my vibe. It was like and I still I get that sometimes still. So um I will say that I'm very good at res- like I'm very forgiving. I also haven't been like aggressively wronged a lot. Uh, okay. I don't think. Um, and I think that anytime I don't hold grudges a lot. I don't think I hold grudges. I think, uh, do I, I don't know. I haven't, I just, <laughs> I don't know. I don't think that I've had enough beef to know <laughs> like what my thing is. I've never been like cruelly wronged. I will. If somebody does something shitty, uh, usually it's somebody that I don't feel like I need to forgive because it's like somebody that I'm not that close to. Yeah. Like if somebody comes to my open mic and like kicks my co-host, which happened a few weeks ago, or uh, was it Joe? N- yes, they kicked Joe. Uh, what did they? It was this crazy because per- they were doing some performance art bullshit, like Tony Clifton stuff, where she was like not giving the mic back and she was going crazy. Like someone like that, I'll just write okay. off and be like, "Fuck her." And right. if she was to like message me out of the blue and apologize, yeah. I would and like actually apologize in the way of like I was trying to do this art thing and I'm sorry if it made the room weird and because we had to throw her out and all this stuff. Um, I'm sure that I would be able to forgive that. Be like, look, I understand that you were trying to do a thing. It didn't land. You really upset my co-host, but we'll move past it. Just please don't do that there anymore. I think that would be kind of the vibe, I think. But maybe don't do that in other venues too. Yeah. No, I don't care about them. (laughs) Yeah. Or don't um yeah, don't do don't don't kick hosts. How about that? How about that's a rule? (laughs) Well 
was just because I one of my favorite things about Joe is he gets a couple of drinks in him and he's definitely like oh he, he get, he'll he'll salt the earth he will salt uh-huh, the earth he uh-huh. gets very like sassy I, your thoughts are too loud shush and you're like yeah, whoa yeah, okay yeah. so like I can imagine it was around that's why I was like someone kicked him also I'm not the right. <laughs> Well, that time wasn't on him. I will say there's times when, you know, it's like, oh, maybe that was uh, a bit of a reaction to what happened. But that time was literally he, she was I, going over. I'm not saying he time. deserves oh, to no, be no, kicked. No, of I'm course. just saying. That, no, like, yeah. I, it it would have been. It would have been. When you're a feisty little person, as I am a feisty yes, little person. Certainly. Sometimes you fucking you got to you get, you know, mm-hmm. someone kicks. <laughs> sometimes you got to get your kicks. Sometimes you get your kicks. In. I, yeah, I feel like I'm a pretty forgiving person, maybe to a fault sometimes. OK, I feel like because uh I often will uh, stick and not even this is necessarily forgiveness, but just like I often am like the person who if there's like maybe somebody who's maybe kind of some sort of laughing stock or like a a punchline to in the L.A. comedy scene, like a certain comic. I'm not going to name names, but like I usually will at least try to get to know them. Sometimes they are just fucking weird idiots but like sometimes like it's like no they're actually like i'm one of the few people that sticks up for these people like no like you guys have this preconception about what they are and stuff like i i like to try to be very uh i try to listen a lot and and listen for if they're actually like a danger or like a monster instead of just maybe a little off yeah before i just write them off so i think i think i'm very uh welcoming in a lot of ways but i also dwell on things a lot and so like that girl from earlier never apologized I still say fuck her. <laughs> I think she sucks and I hope she fucking quits comedy. <laughs> yeah. If you're like hot take on comedy is to do something like super. I'm going to blow everyone's mind. That's like kind of the thing she would do. Like, <laughs> I'm going to go up and they're going to know what to do with me. No. Cool. You're going to make it far. Who's? Why would anyone want to see that? Yeah. It's like you're about 10 years too late. On we had one, Andy baby. Kaufman already and he's that's it you did you just did that <laughs> yeah what are you doing what are you doing what are you doing, doing? What, are you doing? what are you doing lady mm. uh what is your weirdest apology you've ever made hmm. um that's an interesting one weirdest apology well i think i think the the one that goes through my brain the most the one i was talking about earlier so i will literally apologize for being fun like and having a good time yeah that is that's a weird thing that i've had for a while and like i'll just be like i don't i don't know what i'm sorry did i maybe like offend you last night i uh i'm sorry that if if i was too loud and having a good time and you were also but like if i was an inconvenience to you at all or like uh god what else i don't know i can't think of too many uh they're usually just like it's just over apologizing more than like yeah i do remember once i i called my uh my gym teacher a bitch for some reason where she was kind of being a bitch but i remember they were kind of not <laughs> to be fair she was being to be a, fair, fucking she was a fucking bitch and fucking. i'll fucking i'll fucking stand by it mrs swine, swine. Uh, that was her name yeah oh, i mean poor bitch yeah. and she was a pe teacher she was like that and health class oh and that's so rough and all that yeah that's we so, got we, we became friends later become but. an educator I think there's very few options when your name is Mrs. Swine. She I don't could be a comedian. She should have been a cop, you know, piggies. Ooh. You know? Ooh. But like, why would you go and be with the cruelest creatures? Yeah, that's tough. People I had who a, haven't downloaded their empathy patches yet. We, we had a, a substitute teacher in middle school named Mrs. Slocum. Slocum, but Slocum. And I just remember it was like that. And she was like this sweet, well, not sweet, but she was this old lady. And like oh, we were just heart. all of us were the worst they didn't even call it come when she was young they probably no, called she it probably had no idea why it's a joke seem 
Slowman. 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 The, uh, the knuckle go- butter. The, go- <laughs> the, <laughs> the devil's gunk. Oh, um. no. That's tough. Boy batter. <laughs> but uh, I remember uh, I remember that I was going to get suspended for calling her a bitch, but uh, the vice principal could tell I had like, you know, felt bad about it and I was in a bad mood. She was just like, we won't suspend you if you just apologize to her. And I remember that was the most uncomfortable shit. It's like I went mm-hmm. up to her and tried to like, we had a conversation about something. I was like, so wait, so next we're doing this next week, right? Blah, blah, blah. And I was just like, by the way, uh, I was just thinking about this. I'm sorry about what happened last, like yesterday. You know, that wasn't cool of me. I'm really sorry about that. And like, I just remember that being like one of those moments where I was so uncomfortable because yeah. I was like apologizing to an adult for name calling. It was yeah. Very weird. They, we don't teach people the, the we don't teach people the language of a apo- the language. Fuck. Well, we've been recording for two hours. Wow. <laughs> uh, we don't teach people the language of apology. Yeah. Or the language, if you will. The language of Paul. The, the language of Paul. And then I had a stroke. <laughs> <laughs> and then I had to stay with this podcast for two more years. No! Just because, yeah, call back. <laughs> um, so, uh, no, we don't, though. We don't. And it's no. a thing that a lot of people don't know how to do, also. Yeah. Like, I, I feel like I'm pretty good at it. Uh, I do feel like most of them is is well after the fact. They're like, hey, sorry about that thing from, you know, whatever, like last night. I remember uh, sometimes I'll have like riffs on stage just, like at shows or at mics where I try to riff off somebody else's set mm-hmm. and, and like in a, you know, playful way and it doesn't quite go the way I want. And then I'll be like, ooh, uh, maybe I should talk to them about how I thought that would be funnier and not as creepy or weird or whatever. Like yeah. not creepy, but mm-hmm. you know what I mean? So it's usually just stuff like that. I can't think of any big, big weird apologizes. It's apologizes. Oh no, it's it's spreading. Oh no! I can't think of any big apologizes for the. What's that smell? What's that smell? <laughs> and then we both died, and it never stops recording. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be like uh, the ten year anniversary comedy bang bang, a ten hour podcast, but most oh! of it's silence. Uh, okay, so what is the thing that you do to keep yourself together on a daily basis? Uh. If you are, you mean like, like uh, I keep myself like moving forward yeah. and not just falling into like a. Yeah. What's your um, What's your I like day to s- day? I like having uh, uh, I like planning my day out a lot and knowing like exactly like all right, I'm going to I have to go get gas, so I'm gonna the first thing I'm gonna do after I get up is I'm gonna eat food. I'm gonna go get gas. I'm gonna stop by Petco. I'm gonna get guinea pig stuff. I'm gonna go over here and uh, and by the once I drop off that check at the bank, then I can pay this person. Really having it planned out kind of goes back to that thing about um, when you were talking about uh, surrendering is like Mm -hmm. that's it's still that my thing to I have to plan out my day. Otherwise, if I don't and I go, I'll take care of that this weekend and I don't have a specific time that I plan on doing it. I just sit on my couch and play video games all day. Yeah. (laughs) So I definitely structure myself. I think having two living creatures to care for helps for that. Cause Ooh, it's I miss having a living babies. creature that's not Stuart or Luke. <laughs> and, then, and yes, I also own Luke. <laughs> yes. Uh, you know, the he two, poops the in a box. Pe- <laughs> well, that, that tracks. That tracks. Yeah. <laughs> uh, with uh, yeah, I think like once I'm out of the house and doing errands, then I'm like really like motivated to do all of the stuff that I need to do. Okay. Except for like go to the doctor and shit. But like, but like having that kind of stuff, and then like having um days allocated for like fun like oh i should hang out with my friend on this day off it's kind of a problem right now because as i've told you off pod uh i'm in 
a transitional period from my job to another job where I'm getting paid to not work right now. Hell so yeah. I have so much free time. So I'm what trying to... What do you to, live in the dream right now? That's what I thought would happen, but it's so much It's so much free time that I'm like overwhelmed by it almost. And I'm uh, so used to only working, you know, working 40 mm-hmm. hours a week and then doing shit with the time off that mm-hmm. I had. And now that I have, I'm getting paid that and I have all the time off, I was like, I'm going to go on the road every week yeah. and do all this. And I've done a little bit of that, but also I've just... I mean, it's also been I had to move and everything too. So, but do you yeah, read a, books? Uh, I do. I read books. I watch movies. I watch TV shows. Yeah, right. I love. I love content. <laughs> I think we talked about it. A I love bit creating before. content. I love creating and absorbing and, and rejecting content. Oh, was it? <laughs> if the content's not a match, I got to reject it. Hilarious. <laughs> um, but yeah, stru- I structure my days to keep myself from just kind of receding into. Like, well, I guess I'll get high now because like yeah. back before the last time I, I had this much time where I didn't have to pay for, or didn't have to work, but I was like able to survive mm-hmm. was when I was in college and I was just high all the time. And I've been avoiding that because I keep myself busy with stuff. Uh, I'm trying to go out and get exercise more. I'm trying to get back into going to the gym, even though my last experience with a gym was a nightmare. <laughs> that sounded silly. Uh, gym. <laughs> he, he had a gym membership at Crunch Fitness and then they signed him up for uh, personal training classes against his will. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then he had to, you had to be that person who calls customer service and be like, I have a complaint. <laughs> well, they also sent me an email. They accidentally CC'd me in an email where they describe my body type as pretty skinny. We'll probably pay for master courses uh, for wow. the high tier courses and I got wow. that so I just sent him a screenshot of that and I got my money back uh, hell yeah uh, but then they did it again and then I blasted him on Twitter and then they, they gave me my money back money back again and they've been trying to I don't want to get to the whole thing of it but are you still are you like in litigation against Crunch Fitness over no, $150 uh, uh, no they uh, they've their debt collectors have stopped calling me because I, I my card expired on oh, the uh, account and so I hadn't been using it because I was like I assumed it was like Hulu where it just laps and if I wanted to get back into it I just have to sign up and pay for a month or pay for a thing again and they were like well actually you owe us backed months for when you had an what? expired card i was like Fuck well i'm not you. i was like oh cool well i'll just and i just you know didn't respond to the email dying a fire yeah and then they were like uh well we can do like a one-time cancellation fee of like a hundred dollars and Hard i was just it. like still don't have the money in the middle of a move uh just broke up with my girlfriend fuck yeah. off and then like they were having people call me like four times a day uh, for over like 50 bucks at this point. And I was just, I just stopped answering the calls and bucks. eventually they stopped. So I think we're good. good. There you go. We'll find out. <laughs> Stay like, tuned. Suck it, Crunch Fitness. Yeah, seriously. Um, what's your, uh, do you have a higher power? <sighs> God, that's interesting. I, uh, <laughs> it's the one, I mean, higher power doesn't have to be a religious thing, right? Yeah. It has to be something that um, is above you and <laughs> it's something that you hold yourself. Uh, what is it? What does it hold yourself accountable to or something like kind that? Kind of. It's more like something you're not you're not the power that's the greatest power. Interesting. There's I, a power greater than yourself. I think um the way I would describe it is gonna be real real LA hippy dippy bullshit. But I would say just <laughs> I don't even want to say it. Uh just the fact that uh everything's insane in the cosmos. Mm-hmm. Just the fact that I'm here and I don't, I'm not a religious man. I was until 9-11 and then I stopped. Uh, <laughs> I was 11 years old when 9-11 happened. I remember just being like, oh, so there's no God. Got it. Cool. Let's move on. Uh, <laughs> that's really what happened. I, I remember just being like, oh, wait, there's an, and then I also like started hearing about like, you know, Islam and stuff. It's like, oh wait, so there's more religions than the one. No, oh. then if, they, if other people have different ideas, then all of it's bullshit. Okay. But people can use it for whatever they want. I don't care. Uh, so I would say just like, 
the miracle that I exist on this earth and I'm able to like find this weird thing that I like and this community of people that I love, like, I don't know. I, I mean, is the higher power, can the cosmos be a higher power? Sure. Or like just like the universe. Whenever like, I think about I like talking to the universe the other day and I, was, I, was, yeah. I don't go that far with it. I, the I cosmos. Barely, yeah. I mean, I haven't done acid in a while, so ah! <laughs> I haven't done that. I would say my higher power is probably like, uh, just the fact that like, you know, I know life is finite from a lot of dead family members mm-hmm. being in, uh, in the mix. And, uh, uh, the fact that I'm still here and I'm able to support myself and uh, do a thing that I love with people that I love, I don't want to jeopardize that. So I always hold myself to be like, no, you can't you can't do a bunch of drugs because remember how uh, your comedy got weird after you stopped doing coke because you weren't mm-hmm. on coke all the time on stage? Yeah, you don't want to do that again. So yeah. uh, I think I think just my my artistic aspirations maybe might be okay. might be the higher power. I don't know. What, do you have one? Because are you not religious, right? No, I'm not religious. Can I, I ask what yours is? Because I want to sure. see how that ma- tracks There's with what yours really is. There's nothing really specific. I don't know what it is, but I know that it is because I've experienced mm. it. Um, but I, I have no... I couldn't tell you the faintest idea about what it is. And... I I'm completely comfortable with that. Yeah. And I think for a lot of that's kind of where I'm at. I think. Yeah. <laughs> I, think, I think that's kind of, you know, I've been, you know, I've considered myself an atheist or a believer mm. of things in the past. And, and I, you know, I'm glad I went through that journey, but where I'm at with it is, I don't know what it is. Yeah, it is. It is. And that's pretty cool. And I'm excited about it. Yeah. And I just try to, I try to experience it on a daily basis because yeah, totally. experiencing it is definitely something that, um, helps bring meaning to my life yeah absolutely yeah knowing that like like for us for us it's not necessarily a god but it's like hey all this shit exists and there's like like there's like seven different kinds of seals and that's crazy like (laughs) this world is fucking nuts bro yeah it's like they okay so there are cars right and we have them and we drive them and that's awesome but then there are dogs and then dogs (laughs) figured out that if you put your head outside of a car window it's so bad and sometimes they're on instagram and they look like loaves of bread and they're good exactly and so there's something about i had a i had a roommate she was my roommate and then at one point she was my sponsor before she was my roommate that would be weird and uh she she told me that she always knows there's a, a, a God because every time a dog sticks its head out the window, it's pure joy. So when I'm uh, driving, that's very sweet. yeah, when I'm driving, it's very hard to get like road rage when like at least once a day, I'm like, ah, yeah. like I, I always think about that. I'm like, oh, that's, you know, that's a, that's a perfect coincidence in the universe. Every time these I, creatures exist in yeah. this world with this automobile thing. The fact that every time I open the door to my frig- refrigerator, one of my guinea pigs at the very least will put his little feet up on the cage and goes for carrots and stuff yeah and i just look at that and i go in this moment nobody died everyone like no there were no deaths in just this moment as soon as i give him the carrot there's a try there's gonna be you know a bombing somewhere (laughs) (laughs) it's just it's the nature of things but yeah you gotta you gotta live for those moments right they do Right? love carrots i they i feel them. so bad because i would come over and i would just handle them as if they were cats i'd be like get over here guinea pig no, they, just, they're, like, they're, they're, they're pretty sturdy they can take that they as long as you okay. give their back support they're good yeah yeah, yeah. i just pick them up i pick wasn't afraid up, to cradle pick them, them boo and banjo you've touched them both i've touched them both i don't know if i've ever picked up banjo he's tougher to get uh he's a, he's a trickier he's a trickier guy he's a little, he's a little baby boy a couple of times yeah it was like once once the other one tanuki once tanuki oh, oh rest tanuki in peace. Was a good boy. 
Rest in peace. I could pick him up because he's old. I oh, yeah. Well, he was it. also the chillest guinea pig I've ever experienced. Like, he oh. was right away, hands down, like, was, yeah, whatever. We're good. He was like, whatever. Look <laughs> he, at me. You've been through it. I'm fabulous. Look at this haircut. I'm fabulous. Sometimes my hair gets in my face and I eat it like lettuce. <laughs> so I'm weird. <laughs> anyway, um, well, this has been fantastic. Thank uh-huh. you so much, Kevin. Thank you. This was for- a blast. Yes. Uh, this is my, maybe the longest uh, uh, we've talked in a row. I think so. I think so. We always we, have positive interactions with but, each but other. But this is like, this is like ships in the night. We got ships in the night. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a lot of comedy. This is great, though. Yeah. Uh, I feel like we found out a lot about each other. Yeah. And guinea pigs. And guinea pigs. <laughs> and I remember nothing else that we talked about. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my god. Uh, where uh, was one thing? This is the last question. Mm. What is one thing you would like to tell another person in the world, just like you? Uh, they're not thinking about it the way you're thinking about it. Oh, yeah. Whatever you're thinking about probably right now, that person, they might not even remember that it happened and uh, that, that it, and if they do remember that it happened, they are not thinking about it the way you're thinking about it. If you're thinking like, God, I remember that one time in, in high school when I, I accidentally knocked over this guy's drink mm-hmm. at a party and like everybody made fun of me and like, God, but they all think I'm a fuck. Nobody, I guarantee you, nobody gives a shit <laughs> let it go everybody's the star of their own movie exactly yeah they're not they're, oh <laughs> you are the you are the periphery care you were yes. the red shirt to their movie right now. by the way that does bring me to a thing i'd like to tell anyone that's like me when i was 18 19 20 years old okay you're not in the movie you like don't try to make your life like the movie you like i know 500 days of summer is great <laughs> I know that it's it's cool and there's like you know she's got bangs it's cool you're not just be you and figure out what that means don't try to don't try to write your life screenplay adorable <laughs> yeah adorable. those are two, two two notes for people like me <laughs> I love that that's beautiful that's beautiful what uh, where can people find you uh, at KB Anderson yo on things uh, oh. people who subscribe to this and listen to this probably know but I have a podcast on this network called Bleak in Review Bleak in Review it's Anna, very you've been on fun. it three times, yeah. I believe. Well, you've been on it three times, and then we've also had some other people be on it. People like it's Bethany. It's the only place I can successfully bring a character. Yeah. I, I, I notice I can only do character in audio formats. It's very fun. Of. It's very freeing to it's, just get out of your yeah. and just first thought, best thought, and just go for it. Yeah. Just like, <laughs> people can just go, like say anything. People can go, uh, if they haven't already, the, one of the more recent episodes, uh, Jesus Snake Christ, where uh, Tom Goss and Anna Valenzuela are on. It's a very fun episode. <laughs> Uh, I fucked up that? my voice so I that got, was a tough voice to I carry got for. sick then I was kind of sick at the time and yeah. then I got more sick after that oh, I was no. like I paid for it no it's okay it was super fun it, it was, was very fun there was definitely moments during the pod where there'd be long silences because I was just like that was the that was the the day quill just kind of like reaching the edge oh, of, yeah. it, of itself. It was just like, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, they can find that. Uh, you can find that at Bleak Pod on Twitter, oh, or yeah. just like go to Unpop stuff and look at it. It's good. Uh, and then, like Anna said, I have a comedy show yep. every first Saturday of the month. The next one's June first at Skiptown Playhouse. Oh, yeah. Emily and Maya Mills is headlining. It's gonna Ooh, be fun. Go to that. Uh, and that's it for me. That's it. Uh, you can find me at Anna V is fun on Twitter and Instagram. You can also find me at AnnaValenzuela.com. Uh, check out my other podcasts, uh, the Brew Haha and or Brew Jaja podcast. Brew Jaja podcast. And uh, you can also uh, go to my show, Unrepresentables, uh, third Friday of every month, 7 p.m. Oino Vito. Fight the traffic. It's a great uh, it's a great spot. I love that. I love what they did with the place. Thank you. If you're on the east side and you're like, oh, those traffic's so bad. You know what you could do is you could watch a comedy show 
and eat some pizza and wait for the traffic to die and then fucking leave after yeah, that. How al- about that? Also, it's Friday. You got off work early anyway. You have time. You have time. Chill out. Have fun. Meet a friend. <laughs> you all work at offices. I know. <laughs> I know. You all work at offices and creative spaces for yeah. startup companies yeah. where you guys synergize something. I you, don't know. You have cool chairs. You're working customer service for something. Um, anyway, I have authority problems. I went on, I went on an audition the other day, and in front of the producer, who uh, she did say, "This is the green room. There's a cooler full of like delicious mm. beverages here. If you would like a beverage." And I was like, "Okay." So I did the audition. Now, once you're done with the audition, I'm no longer waiting. I'm not in the window yeah. of free beverages, but yeah. I fully marched in there and grabbed a Lacroix. And oh, that was out. the right move. That was the right move. I, I think, think fuck you. Made me I think they the, appreciated it. I got written up for work for coming back an hour late because that fucking thing was like in uh, Santa Monica. Oh shit! You took yeah. like a lunch break to go to an audition. Yes. Ooh, that's tough. That's a gamble. I kind of had to. You got to do it. I had to. What was I gonna do? You should just be like, my tire's flat, and then send him a picture of a, ti- a flat tire from Google. <laughs> My tires what that's not your car. <laughs> hey your car. I know your rims. I know your rims. What you like? What your Oh, I should have does it, see that's the thing is I am uh that's I'm I'm no longer a moving target target for honesty. I was just like, "Yep, ran late. Sorry about that." And they were like, "Respect. We have to write you up." And I was like, "I don't care." Um, <laughs> I don't care. I don't care right you up. You turned into a real Kevin Meany. <laughs> I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> uh anyway uh yeah so that's where you can find me and kevin if you have no one's told you this today i love you oh certainly the guy at mcdonald's did not so (laughs) those are the two people i've talked to today well you had mcdonald's for breakfast so bless your heart have some more oranges you're gonna get scurvy oh i know i'm 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 nibbling on some some stuff nibble on some stuff uh and if you're listening to this and nobody's told you this today we love you bye bye